What's up, you stupendous, slacking, suck faces, sapping the life away from this American democracy? It's election day. I'm recording this intro on motherfucking election day. And uh, I don't know what the fuck's going to happen, but apparently, if you listen to the interweb, it doesn't really matter who wins. We're all fucking doomed. If Trump wins, we're going to turn into some like authoritarian, autocratic military state. And the Trumps are going to run the White House for the next 30 30 years and freedom will be ruined. Or you could vote for Biden and we're going to slide the slippery slope down into the communist hellhole that has become Venezuela and America will be ruined as well. Right? Fuck if I know. Look, I'm the last person you should listen to when it comes to politics. I don't know shit for fuck. I'm barely paying it. I'm big. Dude, I'm, I don't even know my own kids' damn birthdays, let alone the policies of some old dude that's apparently the leader of a party. Why? Like, all I know is since I've been a kid, every old man has been bitching about the fact that we have two terrible choices every four years. And now I'm an old man and I'm like, yeah, we have two terrible choices. It's been like this since the, since I could re- understand English words coming out of people's mouths. So I'm just going to drink and record podcasts. I don't really care what happens. I probably should care, but I'm too stupid to know anything what's going on. Therefore, I should not have an opinion. And that's my biggest complaint is I am fully aware that I have no business sharing my political opinion because it is not informed in the slightest. Yes, I read. I listen to conversations. I read articles that people send me. I listen to different talking heads, both on the left and the right. And I kind of get a little bit of information through osmosis here and there. But I'm fully aware that I have no business putting forth a political opinion with any sort of confidence. And that is my gripe with all you heathen, you overconfident motherfuckers going around yelling on social media like you actually know what you're talking about. Look, I know you're just regurgitating the shit you heard from Ben Shapiro or Walter Cronkite or whoever the fuck you're listening to, Fox News, CNN. I see what you're doing. You're just always sharing articles and headlines that agree with your bias. I know you probably didn't read that article. I know I didn't read that article. That's why I'm not sharing it. I don't know what the fuck it says. I don't know if it's true. Most of you out there are too confident in your political opinions. You're too confident. You think you know what you're talking about, but you definitely don't. The reason why I'm superior is I at least know I'm a goddamn dumbass. I'm at least aware that I'm stupider than a box of rocks. Stupider is not even a word. There you go. See? Proof. Boom. Mic drop. Anyway, it's uh, another episode of the Gaming Memories Podcast, where I don't talk about politics, but I have been commanded by the gaming gods themselves. Miyamoto the Father, Kojima the Son, and Carmack the Holy Ghost appeared to me in vision, commanding me to create the greatest gaming podcast, the one true gaming podcast to spread the good news of the gaming gospel, and they told me the most effective way to do so would be to interview creative and interesting people about their favorite gaming memories growing up. On this episode of the podcast, we have bidding, 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 drum roll, please. 
Brian motherfucking McGinnis. Yes, McGinnis, Guinness, just like the beer. I don't know if he drinks, but goddamn, he's like the Dos Equis guy. He's super interesting. What does he do? He runs the Playable Characters podcast, in which comedians all get together and pretend to be characters from video games and have, quote, conversations. As if, for example, let me show you this little tidbit that I found to be extremely funny. They have the guy on who apparently parked his street at the pier and gets his car beat to shit by Street Fighter characters. You know that in-between stage on Street Fighter 2 in between, you have those like bonus stages and one of them, you get to beat the shit out of a car with your bare hands? Well, they had the guy on the podcast who owns that car and they talked to him about getting his car destroyed by a martial artist. Take a listen. No! No, last week... Uh, I had, I had just bought a dark gray Lexus LS 400, Mm -hmm. 1990 model. As you do. As I want to do these days. Yeah. Yeah. And there's this fat sumo guy. (laughs) Oh my God. Just crushing my car. He he crushed, he crushed the roof of the car. And, and, and as he's doing it, get this. What? Some guy yells, perfect. Brian is a legit badass. I had a fantastic time. He also does stand-up. He does voiceover work for TVs and movies and some games. The dude is balls deep. He's been doing stand-up for like 15 years. Fantastic time. We nerd out about all of his favorite games growing up. We have some overlap. And at the end, we kind of talk about the state of the industry, the next gen, what we're excited about, what we're not excited about, what we think Sony and Microsoft and Nintendo are doing right, what we think they're doing wrong, and we just all around shoot the shit and have a good time and talk about his favorite gaming memories growing up. You guys know the drill like share comment i will put all the applicable links to his stuff in the podcast description check him out brian mcginnis playable character podcast you can find it at playable character pod or playable character on all your favorite streaming platforms social media platforms etc etc give him a like give him a follow and always remember to share the good news of the gaming gospel because the gods will bless thee they will open up the windows of heaven and pour out blessings so great there shall not be enough room to receive them i say these things in the name of me and the father coaching me the son and Carmack, the Holy Ghost. Amen and enjoy the show. Dude, what's up? What's your first name, by the way? Brian. Brian. B-R-I-A-K-E-D? I am Cade. Yeah. So I met yeah. you through Patrick Hickey Jr. in the. Well, I, I saw like you commenting in this group text that a bunch of people are in, and someone yeah. said something like, I liked your episode with the so and so character. And I didn't like get it at first. I kind of like <laughs> looked at the Instagram, like, okay, this guy's into gaming. But then I realized, like, oh, this dude's doing like mock conversations with yeah. characters from video games, and it's like satire. Yeah. The, 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 the tagline is funny interviews with real video game characters. <laughs> So. Which is, I, you're the only person I know of doing anything like this. Like, it's a really original idea. Yeah, it's uh, the only closest thing we've been, you know, kind of compared to is like comedy bang bang, but with video game characters. You know, you know, have you seen the- I don't even you know, you know what that com- is. What is that? It's a, it's a great podcast that, that Scott Aukerman's been doing for years. He has tons of guests like Paul F. Tompkins, Andy Daly, really famous comics. So they come on and just play a, a, any random weird character, right? But this one, uh, what we do is specifically with video games. Just sitting around with three friends one day and we're like, what can we do? We want to do 
do a gaming podcast, but not the typical news, b- 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 bunch of white guys screaming about stuff, and blah, 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 which everything is, and it's so annoying. And that's why yours, too. Yours is different. You're doing something different and unique. But, like, so my one friend's like, what if we just interviewed, like, Bullet Bill one day as a joke? And well, I'm like, it's a great idea. So he made a list of a bunch of, like, characters we could we could talk to. Since I'm a, I'm a comedian, my friends were, we have tons of friends that are gamers also. We're like, what, you know, can we ask them if they want to, like, improvise and just pre- and just play a character for fun, see what happens? And um, 186 weeks later, still doing it. <laughs> <laughs> so three nice. and a half years yeah, That's what turned me on to the idea. I had a similar kind of thought. I was like, I want to do a podcast. My work was going really well, and I, and I had free time, and then quarantine also hit. And it was like, I couldn't do what my normal hobbies were. And I was sort of, sort yeah. of doing the podcast but not really and I was thinking like man again I, yeah there's plenty of news podcasts there's plenty of review right. podcasts there's podcasts that right. go through video games and review them or highlight there's lots of people taking pictures of their collections like that's yeah. all been represented I'm not going to be able to do, offer anything valuable like there's people doing those, all of those ideas better than I'll ever do right. them exactly but, um, I thought like well why is gaming such a big deal to me I'm like that's because I have all these like really good memories yep like, and, and I bet like that's what everyone has I want to get to know people and just ask them about their favorite games growing up, which which sometimes they're gamers. I've had producers on. I've had martial art. I, you know, it, it, what I like about it is yeah. you don't have to be a gamer mm-hmm. to like games. But other podcasters are great because you know how to record and you know how to talk. So it makes it way easier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we have a lot of people who like the podcast that aren't gamers. They're just like because they remember – Miss Pac-Man, so they're like, and we have, you know, we, we, we had her on once, obviously, so it's like, oh my god, that was so funny, and they, and they kind of listen every now and then because they just get it. You don't have to really know the game that much. We have, we've even had guests on, like, some of my favorite episodes are guests who aren't really gamers, but they're just hilarious comics or great improvisers, and they come on and just create this character that's so funny, even if they don't really know the game at all. They'll just, they'll just kind of go off. Like, like the, the weirder it gets, the better for us, because it's all improvised. Nothing's really... I have no notes before I go in. It's just all to see where the conversation goes. Do you, and, do you guys um, all do stand-up? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Pretty, well, you're pretty located in New York, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Nice. There's yeah, a... Pretty much every guest we've had on is a comic or actor, comic or improviser, or something like that. Sweet. Yeah. Um, where can people find? Can they find any of your sets online? My stuff, yeah, yeah. Uh, you can just. I, I don't put too much. I haven't put too much on now. There's a couple things on, like my my usual clips that I send out to bookers and things. This is Brian McGinnis. You can find me on YouTube and everything. Or Brian at at McGinnis. Yeah, MC, just like the beer, Guinness. Um, and then uh, my Twitter and stuff is uh, at Laugh at Brian. All my stuff's on there too. A lot of everything. So there's another Brian there's another Brian McGinnis, a daft looking man. He worked on X Men and Arthur, some sort of was that you? Yeah, I uh no that that wasn't me. (laughs) 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 That was not me. There's there's, there's like a there's like a serious actor, Brian McGinnis, and then there's me. Um we we, we've had some IMDB credits switch sometimes. Like I um were you in Until Dawn? Yeah. I did a voice in I I did actually three voices in Until Dawn. Wait, you're a voice actor for games too? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> mostly, com- mostly TV and radio commercials, but I've done a game or two as well. Oh, that's what you meant. Yeah. I thought you, when you mentioned you had been doing commercials, you were like engineering or like no, no, you're you're the talent. Yeah, I'm uh like currently I'm the Robitussin bear. Have you seen the the, the bear that pops in the lady's window and gives her some Robitussin? That's me. What? That's been playing for, that's been playing for a couple <laughs> of years. <laughs> if you Google Robitussin bear, Robitussin bear, I think I have seen that commercial. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been playing for the past three years. It's a it's a, it's, a, it's a fun spot. Oh, I might have to put this in like a highlight or something. <laughs> Do you guys want to talk to the bear that gives people drugs? The fairy bear. <laughs> 
<laughs> nice. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's me. I've, I've, I've been doing that since uh, 2010. Stand up since 2004. So 16 years. Uh, in oh, you've been doing stand up for a hot minute. Yeah. Yeah. I've been doing it for a while. I'm one of the I'm one of the old vets. You know, Who's your uh, favorite stand up comedian right now? Probably Gary Goleman. You know him? I do not. You probably if you saw him. He's um he's incredible. He's one of the best. Uh, super funny. He just had an HBO special last year come out about his whole thing with depression that was super personal and super funny at the same time. He, he's he's awesome. Yeah. Doing it for a while as well. Gary Oldman? Goldman. G-U-L-M-A-N. Not Gary Oldman, the actor. Okay. Gary Goldman. G-U-L-M-A-N. I was going to say, okay. <laughs> oh, dude, yeah. I've seen his face. I have seen his face before. Yeah. I wonder where I've seen it. He's probably HBO, Comedy Central. He's been around for a while. He's super, he's one of the funniest dudes. And also Ted, Ted Alexandro, one of my faves. What got you into stand-up? I don't know, man. I always wanted to. I always watched stand-up growing up. I loved it. I thought it was such a fun thing. To, like, I never watched scary movies or serious movies. I always watched comedies and... I loved watching like VH1 stand up spotlight like uh, back in the day and just seeing these raw and really funny comics. And I never thought I would do it. And it, was, it wasn't until I was 24 that I decided to actually try it once. And then, you, you know, you do it once, it went kind of okay and you kind of hooked ever since. Um, it was fine, honestly. Really? Like, it was okay. Like, like if, if like I did, I got laughs. It was okay. If I if I watch it now, it's it's cringy. I'm sure to me. Yeah. But that for but for a first timer, it's like yeah, it wasn't terrible. I wasn't really nervous, you know, because I was doing sales before, so I was used to giving talks in front of hundreds of people on a stage. So I had no stage fright. I still never really did. Um, you got like those butterflies, of course, but you don't get. I was never really nervous on stage, so that kind of helped with that. But. There's not much stand-up going on now, obviously, because of COVID, but once it gets back, I'm excited. I'm, I, I do kind of miss it, but it's nice having the break as well to not have to worry about getting out there. And, and You're the uh, second comedian I've had on. I haven't had a lot of comedians. I didn't even know you were a comedian. Mm -hmm. I just knew you guys did this like satire show about... Mm -hmm. um, that's awesome. So now I've had two comedians yeah. on. Who's the other one? Uh, his name is Timothy Spencer. He's based out of LA, and he runs... Okay. Um, he does stand-up, and then he runs a YouTube channel called Joe on a Boat. It's all TikTok on Instagram where he made friends with another stand-up comedian who, who's been doing stand-up for a long time. He's just like this really kind of awkward, goofy, old white dude. Um, he's really weird, but like heart yeah. of gold. And so they wrote yeah. a whole like series around him, like trying to just, I don't know how to okay. explain it. It's like, he he's the nicest dude ever, but he seems super creepy. Right. <laughs> but he's actually like the nicest dude ever. And so they had this whole series around like the whole joke is he's trying to not be creepy, but he is creepy but he's not. Mm -hmm. And uh, anyway, it's called Actually Joe on a Boat. They, That's it, cool. It's, um, anyway, he, so he writes that with, man, they're going to get mad at me. He has a, another writer that's a partner with him, and I forgot his name. I'm super sorry. That's they might listen to I'm really sorry. But anyway, they write that, and uh, yeah, it was, good. it was a good time. Um, Stand-up comedy, I think, I, I did the music thing. I tried, I did like the rock band thing for yeah. like 20 years, 15 years. Nice. And uh, that's really tough. And I think stand-up comedy might be tougher. It's because uh, it's just you up there most of the time. And, you know, it's all jokes that you work on that you hope are funny. Like they're, they're funny to you, which is why you're hopefully saying them on stage. But then when you get on stage, you never know what that crowd's going to think about you. So um, I've been doing it long enough where it's like, of course you don't want to bomb, but it's not a big deal anymore. It's, it still hurts for a couple minutes, but after that you're like, it's fine. You know, um, I've had success. I've had 
bad nights, great nights. So it's not a, it's a, it'll always be like, like my first love of, of showbiz, but it's, it, it's allowed me to do voiceover and this podcast and acting and things like that. It's opened a lot of doors, uh, where I never thought it would be possible if I probably didn't do stand up first, you know what I mean? And the people that I've met just from that, the, the connections there have, have been invaluable. So, and besides uh, stand up, were thing. you always into gaming growing up? Yep. Okay. My whole life. I, Great. I, I had to, let's get into it. Let's yeah. get into it. I, if you don't mind me asking, if you don't mind me asking, yeah. what year were you born? 80. 80. 1980. Your first console was either the 2600 or the NES. 2600. Yeah, yep. baby. Woo. Yeah, man. Had that big wooden box. Nice. Yeah. Yep. What do you I remember had, had, from the 2600? I had ET. You know, I didn't know better. <laughs> <laughs> the worst game in the world. It's it, it 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 is. I mean, I know Patrick, our friend, says it's not, but technically, it's pretty fucking bad. You know what I mean? Like, it's but 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 for for a good reason. Like, it's, it's the guy did it in five weeks or whatever. So it was it's not his fault. He did what he could. I had the Spider Man game, which I loved. For the Atari, and I played it recently, and it's so bad. But like, it was so great back then—the the climbing the buildings, catching the hobgoblin or, or, or the green goblin. You know, we had Pac-Man, which is such a terrible port on the 2600 compared to the uh, NES or even the, uh, the the arcade. Like, it's so bad on the on, on the Atari. I remember I had GI Joe. I had the GI Joe game. I didn't know there was, was a GI Joe on 2600. You could play as either Joe or Cobra, and you could play as like a giant Cobra snakehead killing the GI Joes running across the bottom. I think it was or something like that. It was a really. I mean, they're all terrible, but back then you're like, this is never getting better than this, man. This is the greatest game ever. Oh, you're right. Yes. Yeah. Right. It was was really cool. You, You could choose what you wanted to do. And then, by the way, I think, I don't know if I was before or after our NES, I had a Commodore 64, which Whoa. was the best th- which was the best thing in the world to me at the You are years. the first person to bring up the Commodore 64. No, really? The, literally Dude, the thing, first person. It's the most highest selling thing ever, I think, right? The, the highest selling personal computer of all time, I believe. I the think Commodore. I might, um, people might have had them, but I've, yeah. I've, I've unintentionally focused on consoles and sometimes no, totally. we can, yeah so but the commodore but spent, yeah that was a big deal i spent so much time on that thing i i, I remember the different colored floppy disks you can get you know and everything um i had a gi joe game for that too that was fun and um but yeah it was and i I got the mini commodore recently and it's it's not you know it, it, the, the games aren't that great like hindsight is everything you're like oh man it seems like it's great but like they're fun for a couple minutes i feel like really the yeah. any like you can go back to like the turbo the turbo graphics the NES and maybe some 2600 games but like yeah. usually pre NES like for some reason those games don't hold up well for the no, most and people who for the most part yeah and pe- and people who were like these are great like they're not great anymore and they were great for their time you you can still love games and say you know Donkey Kong for Atari sucks <laughs> it's, it's just not that good oh did you play uh, I didn't realize California Games was on the Commodore 64 as well. Probably my most played game ever. Yes, I know. I didn't play it on. I played it on NES, but I played so it's not, much. It's, it's not good on games. the NES. It's not good on Nintendo. It's so much better on the Is Commodore. It really? I remember. Yeah, yeah. I, I should try it because I only played it on might, the NES. Oh man, it could it could have been the actual joystick, which had like the like the flight like the airplane you know stick type thing like one of those controllers that the Commodores had that's probably why it was pretty good to do like the skateboarding one and things like that but that was a really super fun game we had the uh, we had the surfer guy from the game on my, on my podcast a few months ago uh, the surfer from from yeah I was gonna say what's uh, your uh, what's yeah, your um, 
favorite, what's your least favorite and w- most favorite game on C- California Games? Stupid ads, come on. <laughs> Let's see. I'm um, the BMX. No, you know what? Actually, the I think I think they called it foot bagging. The foot bag, hacky yeah. Sack. <laughs> hacky sack. Uh, and yeah, and then I think the yeah there there it is. I still remember. I still remember how to do like half those moves, man. They were so much fun. I think the was there a rollerblading or a or a roller skating one? I think yes. on this that wasn't that. F- yeah, here we go. Because because you'd fall a lot. Yes, the rollerblading it, it was one was to, tough. And then yeah, the, it was hard. I hated the uh, my least favorite was like the disc throw. My favorite. Yeah, yeah, because it was hard to aim that thing, man. It was yeah, hard to my catch. favorite was surfing by far. Surf surfing's great. Yeah, I was I was always just trying to like land a three sixty. That was my goal. Right. That, that that's all you did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was fun, man. It was, it was Damn. like it's a simple idea for a game, but man, it worked, and they did a really good job with it. For back then, it was just it was great. You know, loved Cal, and, and I, I had World Games, Winter Games, Summer Games, all that stuff. Did they have um, Skate or Die on the Commodore sixty four? Maybe I didn't have it, but it might have been. I don't know if it was on there. So yeah. you sound like you had a lot in a row. Your your first console was twenty six. Do you have a brothers and sisters? Two older brothers. Two older yeah. brothers. So you're the youngest. You got beat up a bunch, probably. Yeah, yeah. I stayed. I stuck to myself. But now you're uh, the toughest one. <laughs> the youngest is always the toughest because he gets beat up. I'm the I'm the biggest one, so it helps. <laughs> That's all that matters. Um, so you had a twenty six hundred, and then yeah. you got a Commodore, or then you got an NES he, next. I forget if he was either the Commodore or NES. I got the NES in eighty eight, so I was eight. Years old Commodore might have been. We might have had that too. I'm trying to think. My, we just kind of needed it for like because it was new word processor. You can print stuff. My mom liked to print things on the print shop um, disc. Remember print shop? That was like the printing thing. You make like big banners and everything. It had like four fonts. That's it. <laughs> so we did that a lot. But then the NES got you know why? Yeah, I, I'm. I think the Commodore was first to be honest. And then when we got the NES, it's like, all right, this is a game changer. This is everything. You what know? do you remember from the NES? Like, just remember. Before we got, I remember going to my like our family friend's house, my brother's friend, really, and watching my brother and his friends play, and them not letting me play it. I, I, they were they were playing Mario. I couldn't play it because I was younger, and then just dying to play it. One day, and we finally got one. And I played. I, I probably played at a friend's house every, you know, a couple times before we got it. Uh, I just remember Mario. I remember the Turtles game. I remember. Uh, uh, man, I'm trying to think what else. It was uh, Duck Hunt. I had like 60, 70 Nintendo games by the time I eventually traded them all in. I remember beating Battletoads without Game Genie on Thanksgiving morning. What? Or Thanksgiving. No, you're Thanksgiving, a liar. It was Thanksgiving evening. I'm one of the few that's done it. I'm not a speedrunner, but I did it. I played that game a billion times. So I got really good at it. And I remember it was Thanksgiving. I'm at my cousin's house. We're playing it. I'm getting really close. And they're screaming, dinner's ready. Come on, turn it off. I'm like, no, not yet. I'm at the Dark Queen, you know, the Evil Queen, whatever her name is. And I finally beat it without Game Genie. It was one of the best days of my life still to this day. <laughs> that is, for those of yeah. people who don't know, they don't get it. That is legit impressive. Beating Battletoads yeah, that, is impressive. That third level is a breeze. People jo- joke that, that the speed tunnel is the hardest level. It's not even close, man. Well, it, once it, you it, memorize it, it's not bad. Right. But, yeah. The sewer level... The surface, like later, the later levels are so much harder. Even like, yes, I understand the speed tunnel is pretty tricky at first, but man, if you can't even get that, you have no shot at the other levels. I think the third level is legendary because that's like the first yes. difficulty spike you encounter. Like yeah, the first two levels are kind of straightforward; you can get through them. Right. Then all of a sudden, the speed bike level is there's really like I don't care no how war- good you there's are. There's no warning. There's no yeah, warning. There's for no it. warning, <laughs> and like you can't like with skills beat that level first try. That, that is a right, trial no. and error memorization level. I did it. Um, I played it a few months ago. I, it's actually, I, I put a clip on my Instagram. I put it on on my RetroPie. I played it, and I beat it the first try. I had, And I was recording it. I was like, 
no big deal. I still got it, you know? <laughs> she posted uh, I, I do, I do kind of have that. I still have that memorized back yeah. when I fucking 10, 11 years old. Well, dude, how many how many repetitions do you, did you do you think you did of Battletoads to beat it? I mean, hundreds. <laughs> hundreds. It's, yeah. It I, just kept, I, I played it all the time. And you know why it was impressive? Because the Game Genie codes that eventually came with that, they weren't even that good. It was just like one extra life. It was it, well, there were it wasn't like unlimited lives. It wasn't unlimited energy. Invincible nothing. It was like get an extra fly or something like that. You know, get some energy. But it wasn't anything good. So I was like, there's no point to use Game Genie. I'll just try to beat it hardcore mode. And um, it was very exciting when I did. <laughs> were there any other oh. uh, brutal NES games that you you got good at or beat? Yeah, I remember Legendary Wings. Beating that was fun. That was a hard one. That's a, cool a top-down was... shooter, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 uh, and vert it goes vertical and horizontal. It's one of those genre shifting things. It was a cool game. Oh yeah, you play like a like an angel. I remember this. Yeah, yeah. Silver Surfer, I never beat almost, but that game was the hardest. I think that's one of the hardest games ever. The Silver Surfer game for Nintendo. Someone else brought that up. I think actually Patrick brought that up. Yeah, it, it's it's so ridiculous because you hit anything, and yeah, I, I think the nerd did it once. You hit anything and you die. It's so hard. It's one hit kills. The continues don't matter. You know what I mean? Like it's just so freaking hard. <laughs> the the enemies are terrible. Like anything on that screen that's not black, if you hit it, you're gonna die. Like even the you green, know? like even the yes environment. Yes, and that, even the things in the background that look like they're in the background, you hit it, you die. Well, I thought the Silver Surfer was more durable than that. Right, right. He's one of the strongest beings in the world. I thought, but no, not in this yeah. He's game. like he's a, awful. what is his lore? Isn't he like some like creation of a god or something? That he was a uh, Galactus's slave who he went around to like enslave the planets for Galactus to eat them or something like that. Yeah, he was like the pre he was like the pre precursor that prepped planets right. for the, right. the guy to come. Yeah, and he's all sad the whole time, I think. And he dies he's in one hit? Like, come on. One hit, one hit. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> I know. But I remember Mario. Yeah, I played the shit out of Mario games, obviously. I could beat Mario 3 with my eyes closed, like like most people, I think, at this point. Mario 1, same thing. I never beat Mario 3. I'd always get to, like, the, really? the airship world, and it was, like, one particular level on that airship world I was, I just couldn't beat it. I couldn't. I, don't I had a trick. I, I had a trick for those. So I would I would wait till I get to World Three One or Three Two. I'd get the frog suit and the P wing, like the unlimited P wing that lets you fly the whole time. So I would use the frog on one of the water ships in World Eight, so I could swim underneath the entire time because it was hard. Oh. Then I would use the then I would use a cloud to skip one of the tanks, uh, one of the tank boards, and and use the P wing to fly above the whole entire like one of the flying ship ones, and then I'd be a Bowser and boom, no problem. So you basically yeah okay, so you could skip basically three ships yeah i just played through the entire thing on mario all-stars on the switch the other day and m most people warp you know through mario 3 there's some really good levels in that game that like world 4 5 and 6 and 7 they're really fun and i hardly play them because you because it's so, it's you so much fun to yeah. warp yeah. yeah but i i i played it straight through and i'm like man this is such this is there's some creative levels in that game i can't decide if i like mario i mean i'm like so i know mario's super legendary everyone talks about mario but uh i used to it used to be snes mario yep. that was my favorite mario but then mario I was World, like, yeah. I've been going back and playing Mario 64 on emulators, well, especially not emulators. Now the native PC, I don't know if you, the, the PC port was like the unofficial, like hackers basically ported Mario 64 natively to the PC. So right. if you can find the link, which you can find, it's not that hard to find. It breaks the whole game open. Yeah. And, and they just released it anyway on that 3D All-Stars package on the Switch too. 
I, I never really loved Mario 64. I know it's good and people love it. Yeah, it was, I don't know why. On the 64, I was mostly playing the wrestling games, like constantly. I loved playing the WCW games, like Revenge, and they, they were so much fun. And me and my friends would come over, we'd just play it all day, uh, those wrestling games. We I had a bunch of games too, but those were the ones I just got, man, I played them for hours and hours and hours. So you phased out. Did you play the Mario on SNES? Did yes, you have a Super Nintendo? Yes. Yep. Is that what you got after? Is there anything left on NES you can remember before we hop on up? DuckTales, Chippendale, oh, Rescue Rangers. Chippendale, Ra I just beat that, actually. I need to edit yeah. the video together. It's a game, so I've been trying to do this thing where I go back and beat games that I couldn't beat as a kid as like yeah, yeah. to like get my power back. The Turtles was one, <laughs> NES Turtles, yeah. which I haven't beaten yet. That's super hard. It's, it's hard. It's hard, man. You gotta it's, get the scrolls. Yes. You gotta get them scrolls. Yep. Yep. It's but I did one. beat Chippendale. Actually, wasn't that hard. I'm like, no, after I yeah. beat it, I thought, why couldn't I beat this as a kid? It wasn't that hard. <laughs> You're scared of big giant robot cats or whatever it was. Yeah, but it, it, that uh, game yeah. was good. That game was really. It was good. good music. It looked good, you know, for NES at the time. You could pick stuff up and throw it. What's that? You could. I, it was the first game I remembered, like a side-scrolling game where you could pick things up and throw them. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. The the, thing, the game that I loved that's terrible, I don't know why I liked it, just because I love the movie so much, was Who Framed Roger Rabbit. I garbage didn't even know game. there was an NES game for that. Oh, <laughs> garbage game. It's really bad. But I played it all the time. And like it had one of those games, like, like the password was like 5,000 words, 5,000 letters long. You know, so you had to write it down on like a whole sheet of paper. Yeah, so it was top down. It was like GTA style. You had to go around buildings like this. You had to find clues. It was just, it, it, it made no sense. Like there was nothing to tell you how to do this. This, I had to do that. Yeah. It was really bad. That reminds me a little bit of a, there was like the Simpsons game, like Bart versus the aliens or something along those lines. Bart versus space mutants. Yeah. Played yes. the shit out of that too. There was yeah. no context of like what to do or how to do it. It was yeah. just wandering around. Like, yeah. That's a great example of like the first level being so hard that nobody got to the second level because you had to spray paint all those things red or yes. purple or something like that. Yeah. And, it, and like there were things that you had no idea how to find them or how to hit them with just your spray can. You had to, you had to like throw a, a chair bomb somewhere and do this and do that but no one told you how to do it and like back then man you had to just figure it out over and over again yeah there you go Look at yeah that i don't even think right. i beat the first level until i guess yeah, a kid it's hard, it, it's hard man it was yeah the simpsons games are actually all pretty hard even, <laughs> e, 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 even the ones on super nintendo they're really hard they're great the later ones the super nintendo games but man it's just like like virtual bart or bart, bart bart saves the world or something like that but they're just hard. The only one I've played that I thought, well, the arcade beat em up game was awesome. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. And then Hit and Run was uh, the only yeah. other Simpsons game I've played that I liked. I was a big arcade kid, too, all the time. Dude, what do you I remember from the arcades time. at this time? I love. What's that? What do you remember from the arcades at this time? That's a dying. Uh, that's a like that's yeah. an experience no kids get anymore. It's almost sad. I know. Like we have, we have a couple barcades out here in New York, which are cool. Like it's like bars, plus they have a ton of arcades around. Uh, Final Fight. <laughs> Mark and Turtles were my three go-tos. I, 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 I'll play anything, but I probably put hundreds of dollars into that, plus NBA Jam, of course. Um, just hundreds of dollars and quarters into those four arcades right there. I played um, a lot of NBA Jam because um, loved it. I was bitter about the Jazz losing twice to the Bulls. Like <laughs> We took him to yeah. Game 7 twice, so I'd always play Utah Jazz and try to beat the Bulls and well, just live my fantasy probably, that Michael Jordan didn't yeah. ruin my childhood. Yeah. You'll, you'll probably like this then. Um, I literally named my daughter Penny after Penny Hardaway. Wow. Um, yep. He, my, my wife let me do it. Uh, he's my favorite player. I'm obsessed with Penny Hardaway. So my little girl's name is Penny uh, because of that. <laughs> so I, I, I noticed. So I, I always use I always use Penny in uh, in Jam. 
I noticed yeah. you. I figured you were in sports. It looks like on your little booth you have like sports teams blankets. This is a Giants blanket hanging to for uh, sound noise for for ambiance. <laughs> Can yeah. you be from New York and not be into sports? It's probably hard, you know. But that that like me too. I love games, and I'm also e- I also equally love sports. Like I think not many people are are obsessed with both. I think you know. Um, I'm a big Knicks and Giants fan, so it's it's been a rough couple decades for the most part um, overall. But you know. I have more faith in the Giants. The Knicks are a fucking mess. Um, but, uh, you know, it's – I don't like college sports, though, because we have too many pro teams here, I think. Like, no one really cares about the college yeah. You guys are saturated teams. with pro teams. We have so, we have two or three pro teams in every – you know, everywhere, every sport. So, college sports um, is big here because all we have is the Jazz. Yeah. And we do have Real Salt Lake, which is like the pro soccer team. And then yeah. – but, yeah, college football is massive here. Right, right, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. NBA Jam, man. They don't make them like that anymore. No, They're so good. There so was like fun. a an NBA Jam like remake or something that I remember. They did a remake a bunch of years ago. It was on PS3, even I got. And then recently, um, NBA 2K Playgrounds. That's what I'm probably one. thinking of. Yeah, and it's actually it's it's it's. I mean, it's it's a, it's as close as you can get to Jam. People hate it because it's 2K, but if you play the game, it's actually a. It's a I have both of them. It's a pretty decent game, you know. Uh, there's some fun power-ups and cool things you could do, but it's the exact same format as as Jam. You know, you pick it's two on two. It's got legends. It's got current players. That's what I like about it. You know, we can kind of mix them up. I can, I can have Steph Curry and Penny Hardaway on the same team or something like that. Um, and it looks cool. It's definitely an upgraded type of thing. It's got crazy dunks. Yeah, this looks fun. Yeah, it's cool. They have it's kind of like it. a like a cartoony proportion to the, all the characters. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it plays good. It's on different, you know, different courts like a boardwalk and things like that. So. Yeah, there was an era where it doesn't. I don't know what happened. Maybe you have more insight to this. There was an era, like especially in arcades, where there was the arcade, arcadified version of all sports games. You had NFL Blitz, NBA Blitz, Jam, yep. Wayne Gretzky hockey, like Mutant yeah. League football, and all that yeah. stuff just died. Yeah, I think Jam got so popular it was hard to. It was hard to do that again, you know. It was hard for someone else to make something like that. Um, it could be so, like you know, you had Arch Rivals, which was one of the early Nintendo or arcade and Nintendo Jam. That was before Jam, I think, actually. Um, Arch Rivals on Nintendo. There was and, like um, a Larry Bird basketball or something on NES. Yeah, a, a lot of those guys had their own. You know, Barkley Shut Up and Jam was on Super Nintendo. They had Bird vs. Jordan one-on-one. Yes, that's the one I'm thinking of, Bird vs. Jordan. They, they, there was even one called Blazers-Lakers Playoffs, and the only teams you could be were the Blazers. Like, this is you know, this is terrible. Jordan vs. Bird is a terrible game, unfortunately. <laughs> it's, re- it's, it's really bad. Uh, I think Magic Johnson had a game. Like, there were so many, you know? Oh, Double uh, Dribble is what I'm trying to think of. Loved. Oh, there you go. That Played was cra- a big game, yeah. That was my most played sports game on Nintendo for sure. The intro dribble. was amazing. I remember there was like dunks, and they were in yeah. like black and white or whatever. Yeah, oh yes, yeah. oh double dribble, <laughs> classic. We had a retired double dribble player on my podcast once. We had a guy come in just pretend he was like old hurt and played so did, too much double dribble in his life. Did you go from NES to Super Nintendo or anything else in between? Yeah. Yep, went to that. Um, still played both, but for Super, it was a lot of Turtles in Time, Mario Worlds. Um, Spider-Man Maximum Carnage. Remember playing? That's a good game that no one's brought up before. Yeah. 
That uh, that was like a, for those who don't know, Maximum Carnage is like a side scroller beat 'em up, like Final Fight, Streets of Rage, but, but it has Carnage, and, and Carnage yeah, is terrifying. It was, it was awesome, yeah. Um, and then Mortal Kombat, which would change everything, and Street Fighter. Those are except the Spintana version. You only got to see sweat. I know, which you know what didn't matter. It was still fun. I thought. But, I was um, uh, a Sega Genesis kid, and so I was always looking for excuses to say the Super Nintendo sucked. Yep, even though, yep, yep. <laughs> even though secretly I coveted one because my friends had yeah. some super awesome games that I didn't have. <laughs> but uh, Mortal Kombat was one where I could say, "Hey, at least I have blood on my yep. version." You got that, but you had the three button controller. You had, you had, you had to have the six button controller from Mortal That's Kombat, true. right? And yeah. I think, oh, I mean, look, it depends on. I think Sega was way like sold more in Europe. The Genesis or Mega Drive, I guess, in Genesis. Uh, excuse me, in Europe, it's called Mega Drive. Um, yep. But I think the Super overall, at the end of the day, is a better system, better games. That's, I think, my all-time favorite. Um, e- even when I go back now on either my RetroPie or my modded, you know, SNES Classic, like the, that, I put all the extra games in. Like there are some games I'm like, I could just play this for hours now. There's some, there's some cool stuff on here, you know. That brings back a lot of memories because I put a lot of time into the Super Nintendo. Did you have any exposure games. to Genesis games, like a friend who had one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I had plenty. That's why I never really got it. I got one because I had a bunch of friends that had the Genesis. Um, so Sonic and, you know, Toe Jam and Earl was my, one of my favorite games. I was very jealous I didn't have that because of just for that game, you know. So when they came back, I, I, I backed the Kickstarter pretty high level because I, I wanted to get all, all the goodies when the new Toe Jam and Earl came out a couple years ago. I learned a um, cool fact about them uh, actually from Patrick's book. His I think it's his yeah. first book. That, uh, yeah, that, yeah. that game's inspired by an acid trip. Probably. <laughs> Which makes 100% now you're like, oh, yeah. that makes 100% sense. That's a fun, stupid, silly, don't no pressure type of game. You know, it's just, you're just having fun. Um, and, and, and the remake, is, is, is it's like the exact same game, just looks nicer. I, I wish there was a little bit more to it, but it's still, it's, it's still a fun game, you know. It's uh, um, in my memory, I mean, it's probably not the very first, but in my memory, it's the first like roguelite, like randomly generated levels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I can't think of a game that used that format prior. I'm sure there is one, but for me, it was the first time I ran across because I remember being so confused. I would die and start over and be like, the level's not, this you're so diff- used to memorization <laughs> as yep, part yep. of your tactics. And yeah. you're like, what's going on? The game keeps changing. And I didn't, I didn't even understand how that was possible. And it, yeah, it was a big deal for me. Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I never got a Genesis. I had a friend, Jack, who had a, his, his dad's a dentist. So they had every system. He, he, he had a TurboGrafx even uh, when nobody had one, you know? Um, so I remember playing Bonk at his house and I don't think he had a Neo Geo, but he had, a, he had literally everything first. So stuff I didn't have, I could just go there and play, but my parents were good. They, you know, I had, I had most of the stuff I wanted, which is nice. Like, I guess you can say. Did uh, you simultaneously yeah. along with the C64, uh, have new PCs and, and PC games to play or were you console only at this time? Console only. I didn't get a PC until like... Almost like 94, 95, I think mainly for like school and stuff like that. So the family can have some fun stuff. And then once I started, once I got that and realized, cause I used to go to my friend's house and play space quest all the time and King's quest and things like that. I'm like, Oh, we can do this now too. So I used to love those Roger Wilco games, those Sierra games on the PC. Um, so, but yeah, I didn't get that to like 94, 95, I think. So I was still very deep in super Nintendo at the time when we got the PC, which What's was your uh, uh, favorite super Nintendo game. Or, or most hours. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, probably Turtles in Time, or probably Street Fighter Two, to be honest. For for as far as most hours, but I just played that all the time with friends, you know. I mean, also by myself, just wanted to beat 
beat bison with every character type of thing. So yeah, I just love Turtles in Time. That, 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 if, I, if I didn't know what to play, it would be Turtles in Time. Turtles in Time. I don't know if I ever played the... I definitely played the arcade version, but I don't... It's a very, very the, how worthy How was the SNES port. port? Very worthy port. It's great. The Genesis one, Hyperstone Heist, was a little different. It had like, I think it had one or two different levels, but the Super Nintendo one was is as, as close as you can get to an arcade port. Um, super fun, same levels, you know. Um, they did, they, you know, they, they didn't cut anything. Same voicing and everything, animations. So yeah, really, really good. I did I'm recently stu- play a, a ROM hack for Streets of Rage Two, where you can use the turtles, turtles in time too. sprites. Me too. It's That's awesome. That's badass. Yeah. It's great. I love it. I'm a, I'm a huge turtle fan. Just my whole life, I've been. I'm a, I also do this very stupid web series called Brian Reviews All the Turtles. I have like 117 figures from my from my childhood still in the box. So I've been reviewing every single figure. Oh. They're, they're, they're just like a minute or two long each. They're very stupid reviews, but I I have them up to like episode 76 right now so I'm, I'm almost done but it's been uh when quarantine started I'm like what can i do to keep myself busy since i'm trapped home all day so i started doing this and it's very stupid and fun i was uh, yeah, way into out. turtles pretty, I, I, we can, they're the best man they're the best we uh i mean that was like turtles was my religion same as a same kid man. yeah okay so i got my mom my mom had like my whole chest full of turtle toys and she got rid of them and we had this like it was mm. a sad thing but i'm trying to mm. remember so I had a few that because you're you uh you're obviously educated in this sphere. I had this like <laughs> hockey set where they would they had skates and then they would have like water tanks on their back and you'd squeeze the water yeah. and they would shoot water out. What were those? I can't find them. I literally just did that episode. One was Slapshot Leo. That one where you, where you you could twist his body, push a button, and he swings his stick. That one. Yes. And it had like split- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's it. And they- <laughs> and they had Spike and Volley Don, uh, and like Beach Bum and Mike, and you could you could fill their back with water and squirt water at them. Yes, like, I had yeah, those, yeah. man. So <sighs> what what was so fun doing this series is that like the first like sixty episodes were were like the turtles and like all the weird Mondo Gecko and King Lionheart and Rocks, all the other guys, right? But now the final, I have like fifty something figures left. It's just the four turtles and all their weird costumes, like the Slapshot Leo. There's one that's kind of like Leo as as like a little party fuckboy. It's the weirdest figure I've ever had. But so <laughs> that's coming out next week. But it's such a weird figure. Like they just they just went they just did anything like there was no standards like let's just do bebop as a Nazi that's literally one of the figures you know wait so, no I swear to God it's called a private pork nose bebop and he looks like a Nazi and there's Dimwit Doughboy Rocksteady as well let's see there there <laughs> Hail Shredder look at <laughs> so they just got so ridiculous in the early ish nineties you know what I mean. Um, like 91, 92, 93, they just didn't care anymore. They just kept, tur- they, they churned these things out so fast. And I had my mom, God bless her. My parents bought me every single figure pretty much. And I still have 98% of them. I bought a few on eBay that I lost or broke. I had uh, this one. I had this metalhead. metalhead. Yeah. Metalhead. Metal, metalhead is prominent in the, uh, current IDW comic book series, by the way. So I was going to um, ask, that was going to lead me to my next question with your turtles. You're not like uh, your your collection of figurines doesn't include all of the new iterations of turtles. Or are you going through all of? Them? No, I all the ones that I have. So I stopped when I was twelve, I guess. So ninety two ish, maybe a couple from ninety three. But yeah, it's all the all the original awesome badass stuff. Okay, so I also had this guy. I don't know his yeah. name. Fugitoid. He's a big one in the current series too. 
Professor Honeycutt is his name. Yeah. yeah Professor Honeycutt. Right you can look that up. I don't I don't even remember him from the cartoon. I just remember the figurine. He was in the he was in the the, uh, the Eastman and Laird comic book. They just Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird, the, the two creators, just came out with a new comic book last week for the very first time in 20 something years together. And it's called The Last Ronin and it's about the turtles like 30 years in the future. And it's super dark. The first issue just came out, and it's awesome. I, I love when they get back. Yeah, there. I love when they get back to the real dark adult shit instead of the cartoony stuff because they're great. Like the turtles itself are really dark, like the original stuff. That's what I was gonna bring up. Yeah, I remember them yeah. being like more like teenage, bloody, and like yeah, violent. Man, the original comics are violence, you know. Um, and this and this current IDW series, which has been of the past couple, best like six, seven years, it's incredible. I was I, I just got into a couple years ago because I didn't really care anymore. But then I. I I've read a few. I'm like, these are actually really good. And I just binged read all of them on Comixology. They're really, really good. Like one of them dies, you know, some of the other main characters die in this thing. And uh, the storylines have been incredible. Like really, really interesting. Shockingly good. The artwork looks cool too. Art's awesome. It's uh, And Kevin Eastman's uh, back involved with it, which is cool too. Uh, they have a lot of cool artists. Um, yeah, man, they, they're, they're, they're still going the turtles, you know? It's 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 fun for people like us in the childhood where we love this stuff and it's, they're still doing some. They're fine. Like it's it, they're ridiculous because it's it, they were so Michael Bay and you know what that means. Like like they, it didn't need to be that crazy and and you know weird but it was fine i didn't i didn't hate it i wanted like they're hopefully making like I, I think seth rogan's making the new one now which is great because he's actually because he's a real fan so i hope they bring it back to some dark shit and don't make it so much for kids make it for adults because we love that's the, the that's the fan base we love the yeah. i know we love the original tour. We're obsessed with them, some of us would say. My, uh, <laughs> I had a good friend who has also been on the podcast, Kelton Cram. He designed Raphael, his armor. He's a concept artist for like Hollywood. Yeah. And he was talking about how much Michael Bay moved, like ruined shit, basically. Yeah, it, I, I heard <laughs> it was just like, it was supposed to be this, then all of a sudden it was completely that. But in the second one, I thought Krang was awesome. You know, Shredder, they could have, they obviously should have done a way better job with that. I thought uh, Krang was actually he, cool. Yeah. He was cool. And that, that's Brad Garrett as the voice of Krang, by the way, you know. Um, but I think Bebop and Rocksteady, they got they got pretty good. They're big, crazy, Bulls in China shop type of characters. Very dumb, but they'll just do anything. I thought they did a good job with that. But there's so many characters, you're like, can they do more? Like, I, I want them to do... Every villain, every there's a lot to you know, pull friend. From. There's yeah. so many things. So hopefully they they hopefully do some really cool shit soon and do some more. Um, they uh, whether, the it's an, whether it's animated or not, who cares? You know the the scene in um, the first movie. I'm pretty sure my memory's a little fuck. It's the first movie, like when uh, what's her face? Not April. It is April, but it's the brown hair. Think that might in all the Michael Bay movies. Megan Fox. Megan, Megan Fox, Fox yeah. is like in the subway and the lights go out and the turtles are picking yeah. off people from the shadows. Yeah. And it's like kind of the beginning of the first movie. Right. When April's goes in the I subway. I got yeah, chills when, and I was like, oh, they're going to make <laughs> turtles like badass. And yeah. so I had the, I like got all this euphoria, like, oh my God, they're going to do everything I wanted. And then <laughs> it turned a different direction. Yeah. And so I had like... I wouldn't, you were more like, yeah, they were okay. I think I would feel that way if I didn't, I felt like almost like a dick teased me. Like I thought they were going to go one direction and then they went super yeah. wacky, Michael Bay. And I, I yeah. Yeah, I think I didn't expect them to go dark. That's why I wasn't like too let down. I knew it was going to be a little silly, I thought. 
Um, the first, I thought the second one was a little better. The first one, when I left the theater, my wife, who hates him, I was just like, it was fine. Like, I was like, she's like, did you like it? I'm like, yeah, it was, I wasn't, like, I won't see it, you know. It was fine. Like I, I was, I didn't hate like some people. I didn't love it, of course. But hey, more turtle stuff. Why not? But of course, there's a million different ways we would have done differently if we if we if we could write it, you know. But um, yeah, and I mean, not a diss to Megan Fox, but we, you know, April's like something that's you know she's this cool chick, you know. She should be not like, like this kind of yeah. whatever it is, you know. Don't even she was fine. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Megan Fox is nice. not April. What were you thinking? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, so. son. But yeah. I think Michael Bay's reign of terror is over. I think people are over Michael <laughs> it's Bay. It's been a while, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he has anything else coming out, but I mean, I could see Michael Bay like doing a Fast and Furious, and that would that would be a good fit. But no, that- I could see him doing like doing like Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs and making like this explosion fuck fest thing the whole time. Like, no, come on, man. Tone it down. It's, it's Snow White. My, uh, what are you doing? <laughs> there's another friend that was my first guest. He's a stuntman for like Hollywood. And oh, awesome. uh, he was, oh, I, for, I don't want to, I forget which Michael Bay film it was, but uh, he's also notorious for like spur of the moment stunts. Yeah. And uh, like, and then, and then not keeping things. Anyway, the story he told me was, he they uh they wanted to do this scene where a guy was getting pulled through a car like he like he gets pulled like almost like he gets hit by someone super powerful and he gets knocked through both the back windshield and the front windshield right. yeah. of a car and uh, it originally was supposed to be like something different he changed it last minute the stunt guy got hurt and uh. then uh, they didn't even use it in the movie and, and then the stunt guy had to like go and like battle sag to get compensated yeah, like it was yeah. just. Apparently he's from what I I have two friends in the industry. One's a concept artist, one's a stuntman, and they both don't have super nice things to say about the dude. As far as just like working, practically working for him, he's got some good visions, but I can understand that he's maybe uh, difficult to work. Yeah, I mean what he does, what he like this. What I think like the third or fourth Transformer movie after like. An hour and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Everything's exploding. Every single thing for no reason has exploded. Like, what is going on in this movie? Why does this rope, why does this giant transformer have balls? <laughs> like, right? it's like, just it weird so, stuff. Yeah. It's like the first movie I thought was pretty cool. The first transformer. I, I the first actually movie liked was it, good. You know? It, was it good. looks cool. Yeah. They didn't stray too far from everything. But then eventually it's just like the third one. It's like, what is going on? Even the Turtles 2 one. I think everything was exploding for no reason. It's like, why? <laughs> like, what is going on with this? Yeah, he's a, so he's, he's definitely got his like brand, like style and I exactly. Think, I think people he's got are a style. I've had enough of that candy. We want a new flavor. Totally. So, so, hopefully Seth Rogen. Hopefully Seth. Rogen I didn't know that. Right. So what's? Uh, yeah. I had no idea. Oh, wait, no, wait, wait, no. Or is he doing He Man? Wait, someone's. Do- I think he's doing Turtles. Seth Rogen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Seth Rogen spoke to Inside about his plans for his animated TMNT movie production yeah, company Point Grey Pictures is making. Yeah, I can't wait. So that should be. God, yeah, cool, please. Hopefully. I feel like I just he was probably a they, Turtles kid too, and he's going to do it justice. Definitely. Even just make it PG PG thirteen. Even yes, not R. R would be awesome. Obviously, R would for be us, awesome. Yeah, it'd be so cool. Because I'm telling you, this current comic book series. If you want to check it out, it's they're dark, man. Like it's crazy what happens. Yeah, so I have it. I have it queued up right here. I'm definitely gonna check it out after the pod. Yeah. I didn't. I mean, I knew there was still stuff going on with Turtles, but I didn't understand. This last Ronin one looks awesome too. Well, that that just came out, but I think they're up to like like issue 109 in the current series and they're outstanding it's a it's a really cool origin and 
the characters are great. They evolve really cool, and it's just they they kind of nailed it. Yeah, it's it's good. Stuff. All right, welcome to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, I only I did play Turtles in Time. I did play the fighting game on Genesis. Tournament Fighters. Tournament Fighters. Yeah. Yes. Man, that needs a remake. I would love a remake of that because when they did the Turtles in the um, Injustice, I think as as DLC. Yes, that was awesome. They they nailed it. Like it was, I couldn't believe how good it was. Each one of them played a little different, and I loved it. And I'm like, dude, if they can make another Tournament Fighters, oh my god, using like this style, come on, Ed Boon. Do Ooh. it, man. What if they put turtles in the? Because Mortal Kombat's putting everybody in Mortal Kombat 11. Yeah. They got Rambo, Terminator, right? Predator. <laughs> like, throw some turtles Shred- in there. You tell me Shredder can't be in Mortal Kombat? Are you Dude, kidding Shredder me? would be awesome. <laughs> it would be incredible. Just, yeah. Maybe like his spikes on his shoulders, like, Ugh. fly out and slice people into a thousand pieces. Turns into Super Shredder, maybe. Falls through a dock. Yeah, whatever. yeah. He drinks the ooze, <laughs> transforms into. Oh, my God. It'd be so great. Crane could also do some crazy stuff too. That'd be Fuck a crazy yeah. character for Mortal Kombat. I, I always say when people could well, like want to talk about the best villains of all time, Krang does not get enough credit for being one of the most diabolical fucks ever. Like Krang Definitely. is ev- evil as shit, man. He's an interdimensional like, he does, evil entity. He wants to ruin Earth and kill every single person on it just so he could live there. You know what I mean? Like he's a, he's super evil. He, he he's Shredder, a, even though he's his buddy. Like, yeah, he doesn't get enough credit for being, like, one of those diabolical beings of all time. And he's a he's a giant brain in a, cy- uh, a giant, giant robot. I mean, what? Right? That, that he like, built, yeah. Well, yeah, what, what, <laughs> at that, especially at the time in the 90s, that, like, the idea of, like, a like a suspended brain in some sort of yeah. right? animated robot. Like, yeah, that was, that blew my mind as a kid. And the idea of, like, dimensions and sci-fi. I was getting yeah. into sci-fi. The idea that he came from a different dimension... Dimension I remember X, that man. being like, "Wait, what? I, I did, what are dimensions?" So yeah, it was uh, formative. One, one spoiler for the comic book series, if I can do it. Uh, the way he, the way he dies in the comic book, Leatherhead eats him. Metalhead, the big alligator. Leatherhead, the big alligator guy, eats just Krang. Fucking, just swallows him whole. It's 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 awesome because he ruined a lot of stuff. Krang, he messed up like everybody's life. Leatherhead got so mad and just fucking ate him. <laughs> It was like episode or issue like 75 or something. Yeah, there it goes. Look at that. <laughs> wow. It was pretty badass, yeah. That was a couple years ago. So Dude, the artwork on this is so sick. It's great. It's great. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I'm going to have to check that out. I uh, So do you have them like physical it. or digital? Both. I, I caught up. I bought like the, like the trade paperbacks. You can buy them usually digital for like... 80% cheaper online versus buying a physical one. So I buy, I read a few, then I just bought a whole bunch of them to catch up. And then I bought a lot of them from like 70 to 100 physical. And then I'm just going to buy them digital now. Just It's just easier, you know. But um, Did you play yeah. the Game Boy Ball of the Foot Clan? Oh, shit. I had all, I had a Game Boy too. My bad. Yeah. I had all those uh, Turtle ones. Though they, they kind of hold up. The, the, that first one, the first Turtle Game Boy game is pretty good. I just beat you know? Follow the Foot Clan like two weeks ago. Yeah, man. First of all, it that, was that, decent. That, that, yeah. that box art's, in, I love it. The box art's great. One of my, one of my favorite turtle pictures. Um, it's not terrible. It holds up a little bit. I like it. Yeah, it was you decent. Know, it was like... Um, for, for what they could do, I think they kind of that's all they could do, you know? And yes. It wasn't that bad. And the, I've, what stood out to me the most was the sound. The sound effects and the, the mm-hmm. soundtrack was like, man, 
This yeah. holds up really, really well. Yeah, yeah. I played on my, on my RetroPie about a year ago. I'm like, dude, like this, this is still pretty good. <laughs> I'm having fun with this. I got to figure. Yeah. So I play all my games on the PC, like uh, retro games on the emulator. But I'm trying yeah. to figure out. My kids are just getting old enough, and I, I had a, I got a new TV and put the old TV in their toy room. And I'm like, I need to yeah. buy something like durable that I can mod and they can have. So would you like? You said you had an SNES Mini that you modded. What would you recommend yeah. for like? Something I can get my kids that's like they can have a controller, a good UI. It's not because like I have a RGB 350, whatever. Yeah, that, that, but that's a handheld, right? It's a handheld, and it's too complicated for them to like navigate. Yeah. and find just games. Get the, just get the NES Classic and mod that because 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 that can fit every Nintendo game on every NES game on it, all 700 plus games on it. The, the SNES can only fit like 150, I think, because of the space. But the Mini NES is super easy to mod. Um, the mini Genesis is crazy easy to mod too. Um, th there's a guy ETA prime on YouTube. I do all my tutorials through him. ETA prime. He's awesome. Um, he's very easy. He tells you exactly what to do and how to do it. Um, I saw someone post a video of a PS one classic that had like NES Genesis super. Yeah, I, I have that too. I, I didn't mod that yet. I will. Cause it was a little harder. I, I didn't have time to do that. I do want to eventually. Um, but the NES Classic is great because you can, you can start your kids on all the old classics. Yeah. You know? uh, there's plenty of garbage, obviously, but there's some good ones, too, in there. Um, I have to do that. I'm trying to think of Christmas is coming up. Like, I want to get them... Do, the, do that, yeah. Or, 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 just, or just actually build a retro pie, which I did my I did by from scratch. It's crazy easy. I couldn't believe how easy it was. That's, that's uh, on the Raspberry Pi? Yeah, yeah, because I, I bought one of the arcade one-ups, the Street Fighter one, and I gutted it, and I put... A, a, a Raspberry Pi in there, so I can have all the arcade games on the actual arcade, like NBA Jam and things, X Men, things like that. Um, so, and I had to build a RetroPie from scratch. I had one that I bought from somebody, but I did it, and it's couldn't be easier. And it's maybe less than a hundred bucks total. Wait, so you bought one that was already set up? I bought when when I first got into it. I bought one that was already pre-made. Then the NES Classic came out, and I modded that just because I had the ROMs already. And then when I modded the arcade one up um i put a raspberry pi inside that using that guy eta prime using his tutorial and i had to build a, a pie from scratch and it was it's, it's pretty easy and and, and I, I really didn't know anything ahead of time like if you buy it that's that's great too that's nothing wrong with that but i actually it, it felt good that i did it you know from scratch myself but um there's a lot of stuff out there to help you do it online a lot of tutorials and it's easy, and the, and the UI for the S, for the NES Classic is probably the best one. And so is actually the if you do a regular RetroPie, the the UI is super easy because it's, it's got them all it's got them all by system. You know, um, you just click on one and go. It's pretty. It's pretty I think simple. I was just intimidated by like I don't I just want to buy so, something pre made and just yeah. Have so it. was I. Yeah, watch the tutorial first. See if you if you can follow because I, I watched like three times to make sure I could follow what he was doing. Then I'm like I think I can do this, and I bought the stuff and I did it, and I was like oh. It worked. Look at that. Is it a Pi 4 that you have? I have a 3, so the 4s are even better. Yeah, I did it a couple years ago. It's worth it, though. It's cool, it's cool to have all the old stuff, you know? Which is why I wish Nintendo would get their shit together and just release all their old stuff on the Switch, for crying out loud. They're going to milk that. Yeah. You know what they're going to do. We all Dude, know what like they're going to do. It's like one game a month. Like, come yes, on! We all want on. your stuff! <laughs> yeah, they're going to... We love your games, Nintendo. Yeah, that's a... Yeah. I did a video recently on Mario 64, the the native, the unofficial yeah. native PC port, because 
you can uh, now swap out models. The 64 emulators, you could swap out textures previously. Yeah. But okay. now with the PC port being unofficially like ported, whatever, <clears throat> um, you can swap out models. And so I was comparing this. The 3D All Stars is an awesome port, but I, it doesn't even have widescreen or high res texture it, or anything. They didn't nothing. do anything, which is kind of annoying. Yeah. My 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 favorite Mario game of all time is 3D World. By the way, the one on the Wii U, which nobody played because it's on the Wii U. But I have a Wii U. Yeah, I think it's I, I, I think it's a perfect Mario game. I think every single level makes me smile and have a good time when I play it. It's so much fun. I, I, that's why I can't wait for that one to come out in February. I think they're the. I try to get my kids this, to play the Wii U, but they can't hold that damn giant controller. <laughs> and, I, and I hate the thing where it's like you can't play it without using the screen controller. Like you can't just like it has. It, to, it's what <sighs> it's what the switch. It's what the switch should have been. You know. Yes. Like they tried. It was just too early. It was too early. They they hadn't figured it all out yet. That's why they're bad. releasing all this all the Wii U stuff now for the Switch because it's like, oh, yeah, now we had now we figured it out and they, and they and they nailed it with the Switch, you know. So There's a weird, guy weird Retro Hangover, uh Chris from Retro Hangover podcast loves the Wii U. He thinks it's the greatest console of all time. There's and some we good slam stuff on him there. all the time. Yeah, some good but it's it's a weird it's it was the weirdest one of the weirdest things they've done. Because the whole marketing thing, and they didn't explain it right, and all this and that, like no one knew what it was, and they were like, but that, "That's why it's even more impressive how good the Switch is and how good it's doing." They messed up so bad with the Wii U, and then, then they're like, "Whatever, here's a Switch," and we're like, "Okay, we'll buy it." Yeah, and, and we're I, fine. I, 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 You're forgiving Nintendo. Yeah, 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 like and they just nailed it. So you can't count them out ever. It's like, kind of like the Spurs in basketball. Never count them out. You never know what they're gonna do. Next era yeah. is my favorite gaming era. What did you have during the, the PS1 Dreamcast 64 era? I had 64. My brother had a PS1. I didn't really play it that much. He didn't let me. But uh, I had a 64, and that's where all the wrestling games where I played those just just nonstop uh, pretty much. I had a bunch of games for it, but those are the ones that my most memories are with the WCW, NWO Revenge, and things like that. Yeah. I do remember I wasn't super into wrestling. I had some friends that were very into it, but I did like the like, create your own character option. Yeah, on oh, one so of much them. fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. That that, they were, that was fun to do. Mar- and of course, Goldeneye, Mario Kart. Um, I like Zelda, but I wasn't good at it, so I'm not going to say it's one of my favorites just because I was never good good at playing it. Um, but I but I I, I appreciate it, of course. Interesting. Of, 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 you don't like Zelda. I do like it. I'm just not good at them. Not you know? good at it. Like I definitely appreciate. I understand. Like I don't like Breath of the Wild <laughs> that much. Hey, I didn't um, either. But people. Okay, okay. Love people go that nuts game. If you if you say that, people want to kill you. And I'm like, look, I, I I get it. I understand that it's very good. It's just not for me because I don't have the time. To to do oh, all this stuff, I, don't, yeah. you know? like, I hate my my friggin' swords break every five minutes. I don't like that. Just give me a sturdy sword or something, you know. Um, yeah, it depends. But, it's interesting, like the type of gamer people are. Like, I have a really good friend, my jujitsu instructor, that loves. He doesn't when he plays games. He doesn't want to think. He doesn't want a story. He doesn't want lore. Yeah, he doesn't want. Some, he just wants to like check out and kind of like mess around. So he loves yeah. Breath of Wild. Because he can just like kind of like run around and just like do random shit, not think about anything. And but there's so much, there's so much story in that. I think you got to think. Yeah, about. Yeah, but he doesn't no? do any of it. Like that's what he likes. He just, <laughs> or he loves. Right now, he loves Hades. It's like a roguelite from uh, the people heard, that made uh, Bastion a, and uh, Transistor. Heard that's incredible. Heard that's and, uh, really good. Yeah. He likes really grindy games where you can like put a podcast on 
and uh, gotcha. you're not you're kind of playing the game. It's really repetitive. Right. But I'm the opposite. Like I want I want to get sucked into a. I want to leave. Like I love Dark Souls. I've been trying to get him to play any Dark Souls games, and he's like, "That's too much work. I don't want to. I don't want to like use brain power. I'm playing games <laughs> to turn my brain off." And it's, it, yeah, I, I think it depends on yeah your personality. Yeah, I think if people like that, like I'm always like, well, try God of War, try The Last of Us, and and, and then get back to me. Like masterpieces of games, you know what I mean? Like try this, try Uncharted 2. Tell me if you still feel the same way where you don't want to, because I think people don't understand, oh my God, this story is, this is mind-boggling how good this is, how good Last of Us is. Did you play Last, Last of Us 2? Yeah, man, it took me 10 hours to decide if I liked it or not because I couldn't, <clears throat> it, it was... It's three times as long as the first one, I think. And when I beat that, I put the control down. I'm like, this might have, this is a masterpiece. It is yes! so. I was about to hang God. up on you because if you said it no, sucked, I was going to hang this shit up. Dude, it was so. Inc- they did so many things in that game. Maybe not. They did like three or four things I've never seen before. That I was like, w- like when you when you switch to Abby, when you do the 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 flashback stuff. I'm like, what? What is this? Is I've never seen this before. This is incredible how they did it, how they told the story, how they weaved it together. Like when people hate that, that that's what, like I'm a big PlayStation fan versus Xbox. When people hate on PlayStation, I'm like, have you played Last of Us? Did you play Spider Man or God of War? Like what like I don't understand. You like Halo that much that you you don't want to you don't want to store you don't want any story. You don't want to feel like when I I remember beating Kronos in God of War three, that boss battle, I remember putting the controller down. I went in my bedroom. My wife's there watching TV. She goes, what's the matter? I said, I think I just played the greatest level of any video game I've ever played in my life. I had to stop because it was so good. Like, he's crawling on him like when he's, when he's fighting the giant titan. And I was just like, how does this get even better? And, of course, they did with, with God of War PS4. But it's like when people play stuff like that, I'm so – I'm, I urge. I'm like, please, just, just try it. Give it an hour and see. And it's not just like a stupid hack and slash. Like, this, this story – is better than most Hollywood movies. Wait, you know the Last I mean? of like, Us Two. It's is, so good, and it makes me so angry because I, because of the story leak and I think the political climate of yeah, 2020. I didn't, I didn't do leaks. I, I was shocked yeah. at everything. I, yeah. uh, I did. I, I kind of, I was just curious. I knew I was going to yeah. play it anyway. And the, you know yeah. what? To be fair, the leak wasn't completely right. Like it was. Heard, yeah. There were some things right. that were different, so I still had a good experience because there were still things I didn't know that were going to happen. Yeah. Like so right. I knew that you were going to play as someone trying to kill Ellie that has switched, yeah. and I knew that you switched characters. But for some reason, like the conservative right wing world decided that Last of Us Two was nothing but SJW propaganda <laughs> because there's a girl character and there's a trans right. character. Yep. And so I went into it kind of like, and I come from a very, like Utah's very conservative. Almost all right. my friends I train with, everyone's really conservative. And I'm, I was like, okay, maybe there's a little bit of like pandering in this game. It is, it is the gaming industry is very liberal in general, like mm-hmm. the, the media. So like I, but I can put up with it because Last of Us 1 was awesome. I started yep. playing Last of Us 2 and I'm like, when are we going to get to this? blatant sjw bullshit everyone says right everyone's boycotting like i know multiple people that are like i won't fucking play that game i won't even touch it because it rep i'm like dude dude first off the trans character is they talk about it for 30 seconds and it actually makes total sense in the context of the story i grew up in a really hardcore religion and if you're trans like that cult in last of us 2 it's not a good mix (laughs) like i understand why that kid's running away and you know they didn't even imply 
they didn't even imply that necessarily that I forget the girl or boy's name, but it was like, yeah, is, are they trans or are they just rebelling because she wasn't allowed to be a warrior? And so she dressed like a boy and shaved her head as an act right. of rebellion. Like they don't even ex- like it is not it is not propaganda. This like it is the greatest. And dude, that last scene when you when you battle on the beach, yeah, I was like, I have, I'm, I'm getting like chills thinking about it. I, I, have, did, I didn't know who I wanted to win. You don't know. That's how, you don't that's know. That's how good it was. That's how I'm like. I don't know what I want to do here. Do I want to keep hitting her or do I want yeah. to just wait and see what happens? Like it was that. Like I started to, you know, you, like like you hate Abby, then you start to like, oh, I get it. You get I, it. I, I'm on Abby's side. Then you see Ellie. Oh, Ellie again. You know, but. First of all, it was one of the most brutal games I've ever played. Brutal. Violent as F. As I was like, oh my God. There's some moments where I'm like, ooh, wow. That was yes. a lot, you know? But in a good way, they didn't, it wasn't gratuitous at all. It wasn't no, like, it wasn't, wasn't like a gr- saw movie. It wasn't, wasn't a saw gratuitous. Movie. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It wasn't it was, like, there was, was no, what's the, like, glorification of violence. It right, was that, right. it, the whole point of the game was like, human nature is messy. No uh-huh. one is perfectly good. No one is perfectly bad. There is no... Uh-huh clear-cut good guy and bad guy. Everyone has their motivations, and this is the cycle of violence that we've been stuck in since the dawn of time. Yeah, to make you you sort of want to turn against Ellie is, that's some good writing right there. That is very good writing. Because you're uh, supposed to love her, and and you do love her until, oh, wait a minute, what's going on here? You know, you're like, wow. Yeah, because was, I, what I thought was awesome with the writing, spoiler alerts, I don't care. The game's been out for a while. <laughs> it's been out. Um, go play it. For all seven people that listen to this, go play the goddamn game. <laughs> but I liked how Ellie's story was like a story of descending. She's losing herself to revenge. Where Abby's story is trying to re- redeem herself from an act of revenge that now she's she's torn over what she did. And the people yep. around her look at her different after she killed Joel and like how brutal yeah. she was and how obsessed she was. She's trying to redeem herself while Abby is like going, she's becoming unredeemable. And I Ellie, loved yeah. how, no, excuse me, I flipped that. Ellie and Abby, yeah, I flipped yeah, those two. Right. But when Ellie kills that one, uh, I forget, what's the uh, group called? There's the, 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 the wolf group and then the, yeah. the cult group. The fireflies. No, yeah. Um, Whatever the the yeah. Seattle Wolf Group, whatever they're called, right, right. But she's sneaking in, and there's that like Asian girl that they sneak up behind, and she just kills and her. And she's playing the PSP or playing the the, the Vita or something. Yeah, she's playing Remember? like some handheld, and she, she just she, she she's playing a Vita, I think. Yeah, and he, like the you P- realize like like she's losing herself to the yeah. violence. She's losing herself to the demons. And when she decides to not kill Abby at the end, at the last moment, and she sees that flashback of Joel, like his head mm. smashed in and he's kind of looking at her. And mm. she realizes, like, I don't I don't honor Joel's memory by losing myself to all this darkness. Dude, I like I'm getting like emotional like I know. I, I put that was- that game ended and I like I wasn't the same for two weeks. Like it messed <laughs> yeah. with my mind for weeks. I know. Like but there's you, no you, game, there's no movie that's ever done that to me. No, ever. No, nope. The only bad thing is that because it was so long, like I don't know if I'll ever go back and play that again. Like like the first it one I've beaten three yeah. times. The first one I I've, I've played three times and I, I freaking love it every time. This one I'm like, man, I, I thought it was gonna end like four different times, but it kept going and it going. Does. I'm like, when it does is this linger game a little. <laughs> yeah. But none of it seemed like I'll eh, we'll just start this in there. Like it was it was a masterpiece. It really was. And it took me I t- it took me ten hours to be like, this is worse than the first one. Then all of a sudden something happened and I was like, Oh shit. 
This is because I think the, the the Joel thing really for hours stuck with me. Like that was I did not expect that at they just, all. Like, yeah, dude. They and an they hour into the game, by the way. Yeah, and they don't even kill him in a way where it's like it just happens, and it's so almost not climatic. Like he just gets yeah. killed. Yeah, in the brutal like fast fashion, and he's just super dead. brutal. Yeah, and, yeah. and he, it's like I think it's important. Like it's supposed to stick with you, like it's sticking mm-hmm. with Ellie. Yep. It's supposed to stick with you. Like you, there is no resolution. He didn't die a just way. He didn't die like the hero you've grown him. Like you've, yeah, you've grown yeah. that he is. And then, then the whole game, they're showing these flashbacks of that in between of how he was trying to mend his relationship with Ellie. Yep. But you know yep. he's dead. Yeah. God, that game. Like no game. <laughs> Sorry. I, I tell people, it's not a fun game. It's the <laughs> it's the most effective game at making you feel emotions. My there only complaint is, and forewarning, is none of those emotions are positive. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, it's going to put that's you true. through the ringer. That's what it does. Yeah, it certainly does. It was, it was, it's worth it. It's so, it's incredible. Yeah, well, we had to go off on that tangent. I just get angry. I've, I've been very, like, there's, there's people I, there's like people on Instagram and even past guests that I've had that I'm always like teasing. You Have you played Last of Us 2 yet? Because I don't understand how that game, like, isn't recognized for what it is. There should be, you know, remember they said like every, like when, when the switch came out, like, it, you know, they, they sold like 6 million switches, but, and also 6 million people have breath of the wild, something like that. Like every single person with a PS4 should have last of us too. Every single person. There should be, this was a hundred uh, million. I don't know how many they've sold so far. Every single person should have a copy of last of us too. Like it's, it's that important and that powerful of a game. You're crazy if you haven't played it. Yeah. Maybe, they, maybe they should do like a, I mean, I'm sure someone's already done it, like a YouTube super cut where you can just watch the gameplay sure and the cutscenes and still I'm sure get. it's on there. It's probably on there. But playing it too, man. Playing it, that, it that, makes it more, that, yeah. That mid-boss Rat King thing, like that giant monster oh, guy. Oh, yeah. Pain in the ass. And you're in, a, a you're in an old arcade, which is, uh-huh, uh-huh. Which is even better. Yeah. That racking, and I also thought the uh, when you're Abby trying to kill Ellie in the the theater, yeah, and it's like you're both trying to in like, you know Ellie because you've played as her and you know her strengths uh-huh. and her skills, and now she's using those skills against you and she's yeah. sneaking around, she's planting bombs. <laughs> Fuck, like, God so damn good. it! <laughs> Woo, that game is that game is something else. That game is definitely something else. So welcome to the turn the the Turtles and Last of Us Two podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm glad, I'm glad we went off on that tangent because I haven't really had a chance. I talked to my brother about that game. He's the only – a lot of the other people that are into gaming, like, again, I don't know what happened. I don't know exactly what stars aligned to, like, sort of pull Last of Us 2 down to – in like, the, it seems like the collective conscious looks at Last of Us 2 as a bad game. Yeah, it's like people are still into Fortnite that much that you can't put that down and play a masterpiece of a game. Like, I don't know what it is. Like – the the like I'm always going to defend Sony which with doing these types of games like these amazing single player experiences because I I prefer those versus online stuff you know I just like playing by myself and everything um it's kind of like, uh, people it's it's the people who didn't play it that are mad at it it's like you you can't yell you you didn't play it. like I I I'm a big fan of Stadia Google Stadia by the way and I do I got it I was I was one of the founder I got it I got it day one because I, I I thought it was a really cool idea. And it works flawlessly for me, by the way. I never had a problem. I think it's incredible what they did. 
the people screaming about it constantly online, I've never seen so much hate for something, are the ones who've never even touched it and played with it. It's like, can you at least try it first to see if it's not, like, like it works. I'm curious, yeah. how fast is your internet? I've ha I have a gigabit, I have fast internet. You're pretty fast internet, um, okay. So yes, is it just like a little box and a controller? <clears throat> no, no, it's nothing. It's not just the controller. So, so you could you could play with any controller you want, or if you want to play on your TV, all you, all you need, need is a Chromecast, which people have. A lot of people have those, and the Stadia controller, right? So you you, you turn on the controller, and all of a sudden the Stadia opens up like right away, and your library of games is right there. I have NBA 2K. I have this. I have a, I have 55 games because they've given away like 40 something free games already just in the first year, kind of like PlayStation Plus in a way. You know, I could push a button and I'm playing Destiny in like 10, 15 seconds with no lag, works great. I can stop that, I, I, I can load up 2K21, and that starts in like 20 seconds. Um, no downloads, no updates, no nothing, like none of that. It's just it's just there and it works perfectly. Um, I'm a big defender of Stadia just by default because I'm like, people, it works. Like there's no reason to get mad at it. If your internet sucks, don't get it. Simple as yeah, that, but if you have yeah. decent internet, then there's no reason. Like, streaming's gonna like, look at music, look at movies. It's streaming gonna is happen. gonna happen. Yeah, it's gonna happen. Stadia, the fact that they nailed it so good right out of the gate is is super impressive. Now people are like, yeah, but XCloud's so great, which it's. I heard it's not. I, I don't know. People are having problems with that, but Stadia just works, man. And I'm always impressed when I play it. I'm like, oh my god, I, I forget there's no console here. It's just I'm just streaming it. This 55 yeah. gigabyte gigab gigab game, I'm just streaming. I think Google's you know? smart in the sense of they have enough money to, to, like, to fuck around and, and do it, yeah. To do it and be ahead of the curve. I don't know if yeah. we're like, and I do agree that eventually it's going to become the norm. That's what yeah. people are going to do. I we're still not like there buying yet. physical I, stuff too, but yeah. I think the Xbox Games Pass is, even though I'm, first off, we're almost like the same person. Huge Sony <laughs> fan. I prefer <laughs> single player games. I don't play... Yeah. There's a few multiplayer games that some homies have got me to sort of um, try yeah. out, and I've dabbled in. Yeah, but I'm, I, I play like Call of Duty with friends, and I play NBA 2K online with friends. But that's about it. I don't. I, don't I played play a game like recently called Storm Chasers with a bunch of honey homies, yeah. honeys, 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 homies. <laughs> same shit. Um, it was fun, but I'm a big single player game. I got Xbox Games Pass because I have. I'm a big PC gamer, and I don't own okay. an Xbox. I never have. And now that Xbox Games Pass is out. Um, I get all the Xbox games anyway, and I like that That's Games a, Pass is like this middle ground. It's a subscription service. Yeah, you right. still have to download games and run them on your actual computer, but it's like this middle ground where I'm just paying a subscription. I'm not buying individual games. And I think that's like the transitionary step, but I do agree with you. Eventually, it's going to be Stadia style Yeah, no was, matter what. I was just talking to a friend the other day about like, I'm, I'll be curious to see in five years if the Game Pass model is worth it for developers or if the quote-unquote sony model is the best option for them because i'm surprised when day one it's on game pass i'm like okay that's it's great i guess if you, especially first of all it's funny that you don't like they're like we you, you don't have to buy the new xbox if you don't want to we don't care if you buy it or not it's such a funny marketing strategy and p people are going crazy for a ps5 i got i got i got a, a pre-order i'm so happy by the way but they microsoft doesn't care if you buy the new xbox and it's so interesting to see how they're doing this, how they're both playing this so differently, I think, for this next gen coming out in two weeks. Um, Dude, it's soon. I do think Games Pass is going to make... I mean, they have like 10 million members already paying 15 bucks a month. Like, yeah. The one thing I read, which is interesting, like people are like, okay, you have, you have Halo, you have Gears of War, great. You're paying 15 bucks a month for that. If you play that for a year or two years, you're spending... 
two hundred something dollars just to play Halo. Just to play Halo, yeah. Right, see what I mean? And yeah, like, yeah. Are you are, are you going to play the other hundred or so games? No, you, maybe you'll play ten percent of them, right? So you're paying. It's a lot of money for one or two or three games, which it's great that you can get them and not quote unquote buy them, but. I still like having it, the game, to, it's my type of thing. So it, they're two very different models, and I'm excited to see where they both go. I hope the Series X does well. I hope it does. I don't think it will, to be honest, because they're so like, eh, if you want to buy it, whatever. We don't care. It's so weird. Meanwhile, Sony's like, you want this PS5. You want this so badly, and we do. So it's going to see in five, six, seven years to see which one was the best option. I don't know. Um but we'll see what happens. That's why. That's why this is so. It's so exciting. The new console stuff. I like it's, Games it's, Pass. It's been so different. Yeah. I see. I'm the opposite. I think Microsoft is. Well, you're right. They're going to milk money for people who just want to play Halo that maybe don't right. want to buy an Xbox. I don't care yeah. about Halo. I mean, I'll probably play it because it's a legendary series. But yeah. I, for me, I've been buying like my Steam library is like 800 something, 900. It's retarded. <laughs> I have too many yeah. games on Steam. <laughs> but what I started seeing is like I would I like indie games I love like retro style Me modern too. games I play like yeah. any new Metroidvania I'm gonna buy I love indie like, games like I, I can, that's, that's I can like play that format over and over again what happened yep. is I, was, I started buying all these games on Steam they'd come out in Games Pass anyway like two months later yeah. right so I basically only play indie games on Games Pass yeah. like that's all I've been playing and but for people, me that's worth it and they got my money yeah, yeah there you go there you go that makes sense. Yeah, but and they they switch them out every month or two or couple months, right? They switch games out. The, like a that. few will go out. Like I've <clears throat> yeah. I've only had one game leave that I was actually okay. playing and kind of pissed about. <laughs> um, but they have yeah. new they have new games like every week. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, like like PS Now works good for me. They, it was a, it was pretty bad at first, PlayStation Now, but it finally works, and they're not adding as many indies. I feel like or. You know, AAA games, which is it's fine, but hopefully they they can kind of do a, a, a bit more with that. Um, I have no idea what's gonna. You know, it's we'll see. I, 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 on, on the developers end, like, is it worth it for them to people not buy the game? Like, how much has Microsoft given them to be in Game Pass versus would would they get more money if people just bought their game at ten, fifteen bucks a pop? Who knows? So only time will tell, I guess. I think they can the do both. Models. I mean, a lot of games are on Steam and Games Pass, and they they get sure. a double dip. Like and, they get. And, and Switch and X, but yeah, and PlayStation, it's all on everything, you know, but we'll, it'll be cool to see what, um, if they're like, yeah, we, we're definitely, we're strictly Game Pass now, or who knows, right? So, it could happen one day. I will get a PS5 strictly... when the new God of War comes out, because like Last of Us 2, I think the newest God of War on PS4, that might be the greatest video game ever made. Like, it's up there. It's up there. Um when they showed that trailer, that 10-second teaser yes. a month ago, I lost my mind. I didn't expect that at all. I, yeah, my, it almost probably, seemed like two already? Already? Right, right. It was probably, I think it's one of my favorite series, top two or three series of all time. So when they did that, like I think I, I played this, I played the God of War PS4 twice. I played through. Um, that ending with Thor gets me every time. It's it's incredible, <laughs> you know? Um so when when he gets the blades, when he goes back to his home and gets the blades, and Athena's there, it's it's one of the best scenes Dude. I've ever seen. In yeah, especially uh, the line. I'm glad you brought up that scene when she says, "You're nothing but a monster, Kratos." And he goes, yeah. "Yes, but at least I won't be your monster." Mm, just walks Woo! through her. Yeah, baby, <laughs> so good. It's so good, man. It's like that game didn't have the right to be that good. Like I loved everything about it. Again, and I always say, Atreus. Is the best sidekick in any game ever, dude. Those lightning arrows, 
They're the bomb. Dude, dude uh, upgrade him as fast as you can, people. He's yes. <laughs> so it's the best. And you just keep firing square. Just keep pushing square over and over yeah, again. Yeah, my, uh, my brother had played it before me, and he goes, I'll tell you is get lightning arrows as fast as you can. Yeah, it's the best. And, like, okay. kinda, and then when you do the thing where you can hold it and like it gets every enemy uh, on yes. the screen, like one of those, it's they they, they, they nailed it. And it's like another, it's one button. Yeah. Another touch of that game, the ending, I really liked how they, they uh, were trying to, they were trying to bring, excuse me, they're trying to bring together all like the sort of what would you call like gamification of the of the I'm having a brain fart that's like an action game so you know how like in a lot of games like Tomb Raider will do it Mirror's Edge will do it or they'll have like a color or something that indicates this is where you need to go yeah. or like in Tomb Raider like where you can jump and grab things the wood will have like, like, like white a, paint like a on white it ledge. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah so in God of War they have like those rune symbols like those etched rune symbols on the ledges you can climb and mm-hmm. I thought initially I thought like, that's cool, like okay, that's their version of sort of a visual cue of where you can go and where you can't go and where the ledges, what's explorable and what's not. And I'm like, that's cool. They made it like rune etchings. That's a nice little touch. But at the end of the game, when they say the they 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 uh they reveal that the mother has yeah. foresight and that they actually tied like a game design mechanic into the lore and that she, she actually that did all this left- to lead the way. It's like that so extra cool. layer of like connecting everything together and make it that that's like the that's like just one example of why what makes that game so great. Yeah, like and Sony always defends their first party games and the and the single player stuff. And I was reading something before where it's like it's so funny people just like Microsoft has a bunch of studios now. Th- they're going to kill Sony. It's like, "Hold on. That's all Sony's been doing for 20 years. Like what do you mean? <laughs> why are you ex- you've been shitting on Sony and PS5, but now you're excited that they have studios finally. They have, yes, they have Bethesda. Awesome. Right. That's that's what Sony. They they're great at making these types of games. Like it's so it's so it's funny when people want to like it, even though it's the exact same thing. But um, they're I hope they keep doing what they what they do. And PS Five. I'm, I'm I wasn't like I'm, I'm excited for it, but then I was like I got the pre order and I'm like I might cancel it. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But now like the past couple of weeks, like they're dropping a lot of cool stuff. I'm like I I can't wait for this thing to come out. I didn't get it's a pre-order. I, I homie did. It's hard. I will definitely because for me, Spider-Man, Miles Morales, yeah. like I want to play, but not enough to buy, like a PS5 you. yet. There's nothing. I'm more into like. Go ahead. I'm more into like 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 Astrobots and Bug Snacks and silly games like that. Like I, the Astrobot game for VR is one awesome. of the best. One of the best games I've ever played. Yes, Astro, Astrobot Mission, dude, it's incredible. Not just I, uh, VR. It's, it's yes. great in VR, but. It's, it's like a Mario game. Like it's it that fun. The plus, it's, it's yeah. perfect. It's, it's so like good. Mario, so I'm for that. It's like Mario, Jack and Daxter, Crash, like Ratchet yeah. and Clank level, sort of that so Pixar fun. style platforming. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 It's amazing. It's I played it in VR at a home. The same homie that has the PS5 pre-ordered. I almost yeah. bought PSVR because of that. PSVR yeah. because of Astro. Yep. It's worth it. It's it's just for that. It's yeah. so good. And there's a lot of cool PSVR games, obviously. I have a bunch, and there's, there's some cool shit on there. Um, yeah, so we'll see what happens. This next console. But the, the when I was playing Spider-Man 2, uh, Spider-Man, I was like, is this better than God of War? This game's incredible. Like, I, I love Spider-Man. I thought it was so good. But then at the end of the day, it's like, eh, God of War's a little better, I think. But Spider-Man, they, they nailed that, dude. It was so Spider-Man good. is really good. Horizon is really good. God of War yep. is really good. Last of Us 2. I mean, they have Unch- these Uncharted juggernaut IPs. It goes, it goes on and on. Yeah. Uncharted. Yeah. It, it just keeps going. It keeps going, man. Woo! 
I got a little burned out on Uncharted 4. Like, not that I... The game's amazing, but just yeah. the, the formula... They didn't do enough. They didn't do enough changes. Yeah, I was just like, I get it. Drake is hilarious. He's witty. He's like that. <laughs> He's Ryan Reynolds running around trying to be, right. uh, what you call it, Indiana Jones. Sully was right. awesome. I did like the wench mechanic on the the Jeep. Mm-hmm. Like the, that was kind yeah. of a cool new mechanic that wasn't in previous games. Obviously, yeah. Naughty Dog games. I don't know. I've I've always had this feeling, both playing Last of Us and all the Uncharted's, Last of Us One and Two. You go through these environments, and for some reason, Naughty Dog has the ability to make environments feel so much more dense and real mm-hmm. and lived in. And I remember going through one of the... I forget what level it is in Uncharted 4 where you have to... Uh, you're like mm-hmm. in the desert, you went yourself, and then you drive your truck through like the city on a chase scene. Yeah. And, you, um, and I'm like, dude, some, some poor bastard spent forever modeling this city to be so awesome for me to just whiz by it and not even pay attention. Like, not yes. even taking the sights. Like, it's so detailed and so dense, and you don't even... You don't even really like pay attention to it. Yeah, yeah, it goes by so Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. That's funny. Yeah, <laughs> they just they go that they, they go like the extra extra mile. Yeah, on all those games. Did Did you play Lost Legacy, like the the spinoff type of thing? I didn't, but I did play Left Behind. Cool. Not Left Behind. The DLC for Last of Us One, where you're in the mall. Yeah, it was it was awesome. That I was thought, yeah. yeah. I had never thought that I would connect with a fictional 12 year old lesbian girl <laughs> yep but dude i did me and her were like okay i get it i get you i get you 100 percent. yeah uh the lost legacy the uncharted one was incredible i heard it's it so good, good. and it was like chloe, 10 11 right? 12 hours it's chloe, yeah, chloe and was some like, other was person like, yeah it was like 10 to 12 hours man like it wasn't like a quick thing like it was a full game and it was so good yeah they don't mess around yeah, Sony's the shit. I will get a PS5. I don't. I won't get an Xbox because I have Games Pass. Yeah, you don't need, yeah, yeah. We won't need either. to. There are certain <laughs> things that only come out for console on Games Pass, but not enough for me to uh, to change it. So yeah. I, it sounds like you went from um, 64 to we well, kind of skipped like the PS2. I know you had a PS3 because you were talking about God of War. Yeah, so, I, so you I, had PS2. I got a PS. I got a PS2 in 03, Actually, I remember. I didn't play games for like three or four years just because of college and my job. I was just, I didn't have time. So I kind of just stopped for like probably like three, four years, right? I still had all my NES, Super Nintendo, and N64 stuff in a box in my parents' house. I remember one day, I think I was playing Grand Theft Auto with a friend somewhere, like somewhere. I was like, this is pretty cool. I think I want to get a PS2. Went to my parents' house, got all my Nintendo, all my games. It was like 70 NES about 60 Super and about 30 or 40 N64 games, every console, put in a giant box, went to a GameStop. No. Said, said no. can I trade these in? And they're like, sure. They're like, wow, it's a lot of stuff. I sat there for an hour and a half while they scanned everything. My soul I left, hurts. I, dude, I left there with a PS2 and Grand Theft Auto 3. That's it. And I was like, great deal. And it's oh one, of my biggest regrets, one of my biggest oh. regrets. <laughs> Every Nintendo game, every, they were all still in boxes. I kept everything pristine. I kept all the black holders, you know, that, that the NES games came. I, everything was great. And I, I, I just, for some reason, didn't have hindsight. I didn't care that I was going to miss these so much when I was 40. Um, I missed, or the I fact that, that all those games were probably worth 10x I had some, what GameStop gave you? 20x? At least. At least. 
So yeah. I regret that so much. But I didn't know. I just I was like, yeah, whatever. I'll get a PS2. Sounds fun. The reason so I feel I left... your pain is I did the same thing, but with yeah. the P- with the PS1 collection. I had yeah. so the PS1 for me was like not my first console, but it was the console that I I got at like 11 or 12, and I. I had a, a job working landscaping as a 12-year-old in the summer, so yeah. I actually had enough money to get games on my own. So I started buying games on my own, and I ended yeah. up, I got way into JRPGs, and I had, like, the best, most hardcore, like, legit, <laughs> true gaming head PS1 collection. I probably had, yeah. like, 220, somewhere around there. Yeah, wow. Just over 200 games, and I was married, and we, like, hit some, like, times when I, I really needed money. I think I had, like... Yeah taxes coming up or something yeah. and i sold them all at like a local like used game shop and i got like 1800 bucks like, yeah. like i got i mean they gave me fair prices um i could have survived but without selling those right. games and now i'm <laughs> right. like you could have figured, dude, figured like my, something out yeah. oh my god every time i think about I it like, when you started saying See, that i'm like oh no oh no he did going. the same thing i i i couldn't believe, i just yeah man it was i regret it so much i wish i had those Still, because I still have in such great condition. I had all the booklets. I had my, my own passwords on loose leaf paper shoved in there, you know, things like that. Um, but, you know, I, of course, I love the PS2. It's one of my favorite systems, but, like, it doesn't match to what I had. I had, I had so much cool stuff, and then it's just, just But gone. Grand Theft Auto seduced you. Seduced you. <laughs> right? <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> Was it Stupid, 3 or yeah. Vice City? It's 3. 3. Yeah. So. I mean, that was, then, I mean, to be fair, when Grand Theft Auto 3 came out, that was a revolution. Right, it was. That was a revolution. <laughs> I mean, no one had, there was kind of open world games or like semi-open. I mean, like Ocarina of Time have, had Hyrule Field yeah, yeah, and it yeah. was like kind of a hub area. But open world to the likes, in, in 3D to the likes of Grand Theft Auto 3, that was, that was the first, that was the nirvana of grunge music. It made it happen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're right. So I don't blame you. Yeah. I mean, the, I, re, I also remember getting that game and just couldn't even i couldn't believe there was a game like that that existed yeah it was, it was like we keep having these moments growing up at least i did where you get to this point like games can't get better like this is the can't pinnacle get, can't get better remember and they keep P- getting better when, yeah remember when, when 2k like 14 came on the ps4 it's like man this is never going to look better than this and then you, see the, then you see the next gen trailer a few weeks ago and it's like you can count their sweat pellets on their face. My goodness, this is crazy. You know, so they just have you keep, seen? I, I, uh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I, I don't see how the graphics actually get better from here. Gameplay will. I don't see how graphics will get any better from the PS5 and Xbox X on. I just don't know how. Like things like um, Heavy Rain, they looked incredible ten years ago. You know, I don't know how they get better. Like we'll see what happens, but unless it's literally just injecting it into your friggin' eyeballs. I don't see what they're going to do. And yeah, like an Elon cool. Musk Neuralink straight into your visual <laughs> cortex. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, speaking of, I'm glad you brought up Heavy Rain. That's another set of Sony first-party styles. I think mm-hmm. Heavy Rain is great. I think Beyond yeah. Two Souls is Beyond. one of the greatest games. So And good. stories ever made. So good. The story's incredible. Incredible. I didn't expect that. I didn't expect that. I was like, oh, my God, this is really interesting. Holy cow. Yeah, and at the really end, good. you know, spoiler, I guess I won't we have to play. When you, like, at the end when you have to choose... They're different choices based on the choices leading up. And do you want to go mm-hmm. join your brother in the afterlife, mm-hmm. or do you want to stay? And mm-hmm. finding out that like the, the 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 ghost is your brother, your twin brother, like all that stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Something about the paranormal and spirits. Have you played Control, by the way? 
Oh, you know what? Regrettably, only for like an hour. I have it, and I just I think I got like four games. It was one of those times where you just buy a bunch of games, and like that kind of went to the wayside. Like I have, I was playing something else also at the same time, and I, I put more time into the other game. I did like it, but I don't know if I I, I do want to go back. I know people love it. I, I gotta go back and play it more. I would. I just it's one of those like. I, I don't think it I played it on PS4 first it's not like well it's kind of janky on PS4 like frame rate problems oh, yeah? it, okay. it runs decent but the world and the lore it's the only type of game where I have read every little you know how like, games will like give you a document you find this mm-hmm. thing and you find this memo right. I don't even pay attention to them usually right. in control yeah. I read every All single right. one reread every single one because the world <laughs> and the lore I found so fascinating and the gameplay was good um, and it, it reminded me of the reason it connects is it was the first game that gave me that same sort of mystical feeling that Beyond Two Souls gave me. Yeah. Oh, and uh, uh, they both deal with like astral plane and afterlife and, and spirits. And anyway, I, I, I just I find that subject to be pretty cool. I'll pop it on the PS5, maybe. I'll, I'll play it on that. Maybe it'll have like a PS5 boost mode or something where the Pro- frame rates. Yeah, better. they. they yeah, they all will. So we'll see. It's funny. Like we we're both kind of praising PS Five in a way. There's, I don't doubt the Series X is a beast of a console. It, it's it's going to be incredible. It's just funny that we don't need it, and they're telling you you don't need it. <laughs> that's that's the funny part about all you know. So, um, like well, they're also releasing the like the Series X S, like the less the Series S, which is like, it's only it's, it's not four K. It's a it's a little small. It's not even it's not very powerful. It's like a it's like a PS4 Pro, I think, if not even less. I read. Uh, it's so it's 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 they're doing it. Hey, more. Hopefully, we'll see if it works. They got a completely yeah. different model right now than what Sony's going for, which they maybe have, might might help. Microsoft and of course, Nintendo. Of course, ahead, Nintendo's like, hey, we're over here. I'm we're Nintendo. We're doing weird shit too. Yeah, you know, they're over there just doing their own thing. <laughs> They've never cared. They do their own thing. No. Which, which that's again, they, like that's. They don't care because they can re-release one game a month for NES and SNES and get all our money and just. They they have it figured out. I was uh, there's a really cool podcast called Business Wars mm. that uh they they like they uh they chronicle they're like mini documentaries on ri- business rivalries. Anyway, they yeah. have one with Xbox, Nintendo, and Sony. Yeah, and they talk about the original Xbox and what Microsoft has done since the beginning is they because they're such a massive cash cow, they have so much money. The original Xbox. They lost like $200 a console or three. Like wow. the margin was terrible, but they're like, we're just going to buy in. We're going to, and I feel like that's what they're doing with Games Pass and the Series yeah. X. Like they're like, we're going to eat it. But I think I get the suspicion that Games Pass is what they really want to sell, not consoles. It is. It is. And yeah. I don't think they're even hiding that. They're just like, yeah, yeah. that's why they're like, we don't care if you buy the, the console. Because if you subscribe for years bucks making. a month, we got you. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah, so we'll see, but it's it's going to be Sony keeping up their exclusives, and which which they killed at this gen. You know, they actually demolished them. So if they keep it up, they 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 really, yeah, they they messed they messed up day one with, with the Xbox One and how how they presented it. It was, and then that's why when PS4 came out, they're like, "Here's PS4. It's better in every single way." It's like, okay. Case yeah, closed, here's you know? be, it's simple. Uh, it's a new PlayStation. It's got dope games. Here you go. And it's just and named it's PS4. It's like you right. can keep track. It's not it's Xbox X cheaper. Series 4F, <laughs> Triple K, <Yeah>. whatever <laughs> bullshit. So you go into PS2, anything besides Grand Theft Auto? Because that that's the greatest console selling console of all time. 
Right. Yeah. I, I had a bunch of bunch of PS2. I played a shitload of Mortal Kombat on that thing. Um, I think Deception or Deadly Alliance. I played a lot with friends and also online. I, I remember getting that PS2 router thing, the the adapter, and I'd play online a lot. I would play online on online a lot. Um, I'm trying to think what else. I think there was some racing games in there that I played a bunch. I forget, but because then I because then it wasn't too much later that I got a PS3, which really I just put so much time into that thing. Did you get a launch backwards compatible PS3? Yeah. yeah. Nice, um, but it, it wasn't. You know, it uh, it was not backwards compatible. That one. It was, oh, it was a okay. fat. It was a fat sixty gig, uh, which eventually died after a couple of years. And I got the red God of War PS3 one to replace it, um, but um, which I which I still have. But yeah, the fat one. When I see that in like in at like cons or like retro store, like it's so big that thing. It's Huge. funny how enormous that PS3 fat was. Yeah. Yeah, the um, PS3, the the launch PS3 was a big one. I got the fat backwards compatible one, and I ended up yeah. killing. I ended up, it ended up breaking down because I mean, who knows? Between the PS1, and PS2, and PS3 games, I got a. It just broke down and broke eventually. Yeah, yeah. You, you can buy them in some stores for like three, a lot. four, five hundred, five hundred yeah. bucks. They sell them for. It's not a bad deal, but you know, what? My 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 was buy a PS2 at that point. I guess you know. Yeah, if you're not going to play PS3 games, just buy a PS2. Could play PS1 right. and PS2 games. Yeah. 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 Or just get. I mean, the emulator. There's great emulators for PS1 and the the yeah. EP uh, PSS PSXS2 emulator mm. for PS2 is so good. Like it can, you could play anything native 4K 60. You can do texture mods. Like the the emulator scene for both PS1 and PS2 is really good. That that's cool. it, it sucks that Sony hasn't. Like maybe with PS Now they're gonna have, like, there's no. What I'm trying to say is one thing I don't like about Sony is I would pay money to play games quote legally and through the right channels if definitely, it was the definitely. best product. But the best product right. to play these old games is an emulator. I thought they were gonna announce more backwards compatibility PS One, Two, and Three stuff for PS Now on the PS Five. I thought they were gonna do more, but they've said nothing yet. So. Like again, I'm not buying a PS5 to play a 15 year old game. You know, I'm going. I want to put it in, but it's nice to have the option. But I do. Hopefully, they will start to release some of their PS2 big ones, some of the classic games eventually. Um, We're in this weird spot. Like for a lot. Like again, back to what you're saying about the Switch and releasing old NES games. We're in this spot. Like if you want to play retro games and they and they haven't done like a classic like a ps1 i mean even when they do the ps1 classic or the snes mini classic like they don't necessarily yeah. have all the games you want to play so you're right. in this weird spot like okay if i either have the option like i have to go track down a console an original game which prices right now are crazy yeah first depending on the game like if you want to play hagane on super nintendo legit be willing be ready to pay 900 dollars for the card <laughs> yeah like yeah, no. that's and it's not on <laughs> there's no official channel it's not you can't play it on the, the SNES the SNES like your only option is an emulator right. and so I think there's a for someone who likes playing retro games I play more retro games than I play new games for, mm. uh, for the most part maybe like 60-40 I think there's a market of money to be made where it's like if if there was like an official channel where I could play all PS1 games Maybe yeah. on my, com you know, and it was maybe it's PS Now that I can stream to my computer, like Stadia yeah. or something. It should be. It should yeah. be PS Now. They they should get on. I mean, they they know people want it. 
I hope within like the first year they really focus and at least give us something like, here's what we're going to do. Here's what's coming to PS Now soon. We're going to have a PS1 channel, PS2 channel. Go nuts, guys. There'll be 10 new games a month or something like that, you know? Um, there's tons and hundreds and hundreds of games that people never played and can't play because, like you said, they're either they're 12, 13, 14 years old and weren't alive when the PS2 was out. So they miss a lot of the great stuff. Um, I think they'll do it. I don't know. They've been pretty mum on it. They, they, they've been pretty quiet on the PS5 in general, to be honest. They've, they've, they've said, like, nothing almost, you know, uh, uh, considering. So I hope they have a lot of stuff in the works. I'm sure they do. They're not stupid. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah they came out with, like, I think it would be Game Changer if there was a P- some through PS Now or maybe, like, software emulation where it was, like, on your PS5, you can play any game that's ever been yeah. released on a PlayStation Right. Not necessarily, maybe it's streaming like Stadia, whatever solution, but just yeah. having like an all in one. Um, that would, and then maybe, and I would even be willing to like rebuy games mm-hmm. for like a dollar or for two bucks, whatever, some, whatever as, as opposed to like going downloading them on the internet yeah. and playing them on an inter- on an emulator because like, totally. hey, I, I, it's impossible to play every game, right? Someone recommends an awesome game. Did you ever play this game on PS1? No, I've never yeah. even heard of it. Well, there's no way to go play that game. Like yeah. the quote legal way, there's no option, and so I yep. think that that gray area, there's money to be made. They just need to figure <clears throat> out a solution to offer. Totally. Yeah, yeah, and they they got it. You think like I know they're focusing so much on the new stuff, but I think that they know how badly people want it, which I think they do know. They'll think of something, and it, it seems like because they 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 beefed up PS now. They changed the pricing structure to make it better. It runs so much better now. So that's why I was like, oh, they're definitely getting ready to do some cool shit. And it's like, it's like, nah, it's still the same. Hopefully, hopefully one day, you know. Sweet. Well, is there anything left? Like uh, when PS3, we're kind of, we're kind of getting into more modern games. I know you yeah, talked well, about I'm, God of War on PS3. It was yeah, PS3. I, I played a lot. It was, and then I, I, also during that time it was it was a PSP, the PS Vita. I have both of those. Which I like playing, you know. I love because I'm in New York on the subway. I take the Vita with me all the time. I, I, I know I the Vita games. was huge in like the modding community. Like people were modding yeah. the crap out of Vitas. Yeah, the PSP too. They they were both really good for them to mod. I didn't. I think my PSP either broke or I traded it in for something. Which I, which I could buy a PSP now for like fifty bucks and mod it. I've I've always considered it because I want to to just to play some old retro games on the go. Um, but I haven't yet. But um, yeah, all that stuff. I've just I I I'm man. People shit on the Vita, but it's a good system. Like there's some good games on the Vita too, and it runs it. It's very well put together. The PSP Go was dumb. I think with, with, with like the flip screen thing that didn't work <laughs> or whatever that was. Um, but the Vita's good. So is the PSP. They were fun. They were fun little They're both, consoles. I've actually had the thought: Is Sony going to with the PS5? I this is just a suspicion. I have really no evidence for this other than just kind of like me thinking about the the landscape of the business switch has done so well and if sony came out with like the ps vita 2 or the psp2 where like somehow natively worked like you could stream games from your ps like it somehow worked in the ps5 ecosystem right um i wonder like do they want to because the handheld market is massive and it's completely owned by nintendo 100 percent and then phones, they haven't, right? You know what? Because because they, Nintendo hasn't stopped doing it. Like um, Microsoft has, Microsoft hasn't even tried. I think handheld. Sony, right? Sony's tried, and they haven't gotten it 
super right, but Nintendo's just like, boom, DS, boom, 3DS, boom, Switch, most expensive, I mean, the, the most highest selling consoles ever, what do you got? And they're just like, they just keep hitting home runs with this, and everyone else is trying to do it, and it's like, what, like, what is it about Nintendo that f- everything they do almost, we're gonna buy? Like, I don't know why they're so immune to everything else, because they're just like, we're Nintendo, <laughs> we've been here since day one, and, and we're I think keep any- you're right. You any you any brand it, yeah. outside of Nintendo, Sony, Sony has spent all these years investing in first-party titles, right? And they have all these IPs, and they've built this giant brand. And I think that's partially why Nintendo does so well because Nintendo's first-party IPs are timeless. They can they're going to put out a Mario every console generation until the end of time, yep. and we're going to keep buying yep. it. Yep. Right. Sony could do the same thing, and I think back to what you were saying about backwards compatibility and old PS1 and PS2. If there was like maybe with PS Now, you can, you get the PS Vita 2 and it can play like every old Sony, maybe not PS5 games. I, I don't know. I just, there's something there where, and I, I think Sony could take some of that market and the handheld market. I think they could. Yeah. The Vita, the, it was doing well. So they just, they just kind of, they just stopped focusing on it, it seems like, you know, um, for whatever reason. I don't know why. Maybe developers weren't there. But they could put every indie game on a Vita, man. It seems like you don't need you don't need a ten point eight teraflops, you know, to, to to play uh to play these indie games. Uh, to play Celeste, you can play it on anything. So I don't know. Yeah, Sony. I think part of the issue is other than PlayStation, I don't think Sony's that profitable. And other like I the, I think their cameras do well. Their I know their uh, I've read a little bit like their TVs aren't doing great. They're not the leader par- like. PlayStation is yeah. their main thing. PlayStation keeps them afloat, apparently, which is crazy. Yeah, yeah. it's which, awesome, uh, but it's also crazy. Back to that, back to that Business Wars podcast. I, they go deep into how the PlayStation came to be, and at the time, oh, the Nintendo. Yeah, the whole Philips CD thing. Yeah. Yeah, they uh, well, they first they had the the yeah the Nintendo partnership that fell yep. apart, and Nintendo yep. like publicly like, screwed them over at E three, <laughs> like and last minute. Last minute, last minute. It's they, crazy. They get into it's all that. Man. But I think the guy's name is Kaz Harai. I can't remember the the dude who'd yeah. been tr- trying to make yeah. the PlayStation happen. And he was internally, I didn't know this until the podcast, and I'm also assuming they're right. I'm assuming they did their due diligence, but that there was a culture that in Japan and the business world that video games were like low class. Mm. They were like below, right? And Nintendo started out as you know, I think they were a trading card company or something originally. In, 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 in like the 1800s, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. and they're, they're so they, they just, Sony viewed video games as like kids' toy. It was like, mm-hmm. dude, we're high-end electronics, not this little, and they had, he had to push through years and years of sort of discrimination because video yeah. games were looked down on, and now, ironically, that's where they make most of their money. Yep. So it Yeah, just, look at that. It worked. Or, Good idea. It worked. You know, that guy, that guy, I forget his name. I don't think it is. Kaz Harai is someone else. I'm getting that Shigeru name. Shigeru Miy- no, Miyamoto's Nintendo. Miyamoto's the Nintendo um, guy. Um, let me see. It is, it, it is funny, like, like if that, if that backstab never happened, we may not, we may not even be here right now. It may not have gotten PS1. Maybe Sony, two, yeah, would have never even. You know, could have got a badass Nintendo, but that's about it. It could have got a cool CD yeah. Nintendo. Final Fantasy you know? VII would have been on Nintendo. It would have, yeah, it would have changed everything. Yeah. yeah. Sweet dude. Well, works. let's wrap it up. Oh. I want to. Uh, where can uh, so I know you do the the Playable Characters podcast. <clears throat> yes, find it anywhere you listen to podcasts. Playablecharacterspodcast.com. Also, um, and it's on every platform you can find it. It comes out and every then, Monday. Our new episodes. 
Every Monday? Yeah. Yep. Okay. And that, that the spill of that is you guys have real life, com- you guys have conversations <laughs> with characters from video games and it's, it's comedy. Yes, it's all improvised and improvised and ad libbed. It's very stupid and fun. We've had everything from like main guys like Bowser and Glass Joe and people like that. But also, my favorite thing is when comics come to us with ideas um, and pitch something like like one of my favorite, my favorite episodes, episodes is the guy who owns the car in the Street Fighter Two bonus round. <laughs> <laughs> so we we had that guy come on and he's like, so I'm parked on the dock. And there's this karate guy just beating the shit out of my car, you know. And it's a su- it's such a funny episode. Um, for episode 100, uh, we did. It was me and my friend Calvin. We were like we were like commentating on a Super Smash Brothers tournament right in front of us. So we had our past guests come on that are in Smash. Actually, then would come by like, oh, there, here comes the Wii Fit trainer. Here comes Luigi. You know, things like that. Um, we have like a fighting game location scout, the guy that goes out and finds the pit of spikes and and location where they fight. We had Mavis Beacon on once, which is a hilarious episode. The lady that teaches typing back in the day, remember her? She used to come with all the, uh, she used to come with all the, uh, like, Encarta and the, uh, like, every PC came with, like, a CD of, like, a dictionary and encyclopedia and Mavis Beacon. It was this lady who teaches typing. So we had her on once. Um, we had a Resident Evil house cleaner, you know. It's really fun. Oh, and uh, Lucy Pohl, who plays Mercy in Overwatch. Uh, we had her on once. She played a uh, receptionist at Castle Wolfenstein, uh, who didn't know, who did, who didn't really know Hitler's a bad guy at first. Yeah, it was it was a really funny episode. We, so we, it, it gets like, and we always tell the comic we don't know, like don't tell us anything ahead of time. We don't know where it's going to go. Wherever you want to take it, we'll go along with it. You know, so like we have, we'll have a couple of questions, maybe like two or three planned ahead of time. Then we just see where it goes. And usually it goes to some pretty ridiculous places. Um, and if the comics good and quick, they'll kind of roll with whatever we say and, and vice versa, you know? So it's always really, really stupid and fun. One of my favorite ones also is, uh, even things you wouldn't expect is a uh, crook from Donkey Kong country Two. that alligator guy who throws his knife arm, like his boomerang hand, that little, it's just a little regular enemy. It's a K R O. Yeah, K-R-O-O-K from Donkey Kong Country 2. Um, and uh, this girl, uh, Katie Hartman, this comic, she's super funny. Um, she played him, and it was just one of the funniest episodes because she played him so weird and ridiculous. And um, <laughs> it, it's just, it's, there's a lot of funny stuff in there. So each episode has so many funny moments. So um, yeah, I think- yeah, check it out. The idea is awesome. Like, again, yeah, like I said at the beginning, like, look, there's plenty of podcasts out there that are news, yeah. current events, or, or they highlight certain games and do a brief history. Right. Um, right. Retro Hangover does a great job. They go through games and they give you, like, a brief history, the development, cool stories. Patrick does, like, the books, binds on the games, yeah. and they get, like, that's all been covered really, really well. Yeah. You guys, like, yeah, the comedy angle and, and just finding weird things. Like, I was, like... <laughs> A receptionist at Castle of the Wolf. I can't stop thinking about that. Like <laughs> the weird things a receptionist would see, right? At, <laughs> if she worked at Castle Wolfenstein. Yeah, that's episode or, yeah, the, uh, nine, the house ninety-nine. It's a, it's a good yeah, one. The, yeah, that, yeah, that, genius. Yeah. I think it's a genius idea. People should definitely check it out. Also, I like your other idea. We, um, I'll put the. I'll get links from you to put it in the podcast description. Sure. But where can people find your reviews for the turtles? Yeah, yeah, check it. It's uh, either YouTube, just search me, Brian McGinnis, or just put in Brian Reviews All the Turtles. They're also on my Instagram and Twitter, which is at Laugh at Brian. 
um, that right there too. Also, one, one, one more thing with the podcast: we've done a bunch of live shows at like retro game cons in the New York area. So we've had like we, I had a friend come on dressed up as like the fat Mega Man from the box art in the first game. Remember that? So we have a friend dressed up as that, like <laughs> he had like a really weird gun, had like a pillow inside of him. Uh, we had Pokemon trainers. We had a guy play a crazy taxi passenger. Like he just got dropped off and he was like, the hell just happened? Yeah, so he was all disheveled when he came in. Uh, we had Luigi's Mansion's guests you know, who stayed at the mansion and everything. Um, but we have a really good time with comics who want to dress up and have a good, have, have re- you know, real fun and actually look like the character. Do it in front of an audience is a good time. How do you, you guys brainstorm the characters? Like you just like kind of sit and talk about games and spitball? We, we sometimes like, I have a list of characters where I thought would be a good idea to have on, you know, and then we'll also, I'll ask the comic first, what games do you like? What are you familiar with? Do you have any ideas? And they'll pitch me an idea. Or if they don't have any, I'll be like, hey, how about this? How about, like we've, we've had a, we had a couple play, um, uh, uh, two residents in a rampage department that keeps getting <laughs> so, <laughs> and it was just so like we didn't tell we didn't we don't say anything ahead of time we just say here's the character wherever you want to go take it and we'll 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 play along you know and we always act like it's real and we don't act too like oh my god you know so we always we talk like like it's a regular talk show and we're just talking to a giant dragon or a lizard like 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 they're a real person you know what I mean. Um, so it's really ridiculous and stupid and funny. I've, 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 one of my favorite things I've done in quote unquote showbiz in the past 16 years, we've been doing it for about three years. So it's been super fun to do. Yeah. I've so far, I'm like, again, I just barely like this week realized yeah. what your, your stick was cause I'm stupid. <laughs> I've, I've had people, I've had people not, not like one guy a few weeks ago, I had a, a Tony Hawk skater on an old Tony Hawk skater, you know, quote unquote. And the guy was like, yeah, so, so that guy seemed pretty wild. I'm like, well, it's a, it's fake. He goes, oh, I didn't know it was fake. Like he, he throws, he throws yes. a real yeah, ex Tony yeah. Hawk skater. I'm like, no, no, it's, it's a comic playing that guy. Um, so yeah, yeah, I'm definitely going to be going through your backlog and, and finding premises that are, are funny. I'll be shouting you guys I'm out. Sure I you think, will. Again, we, we've done most. We've done almost every game you can think of by this point. So yeah, how many episodes you have like, you done? 186 will be out tomorrow, which is a uh, Dirk the Daring from Dragon's Lair, the classic arcade Dragon's Lair. Oh, main, I remember. That's like the the F, one of the hardest FMB. one of the hardest arcade games of all time. Yeah, Dragon's yeah. Lair. That was uh, featured in um, Stranger Things, wasn't it? it? Weren't they playing Dragon's Lair? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. That guy. There he is, Dirk the Daring. It's a really funny episode. Yeah. Um, what's the? <clears throat> I guess you already mentioned your favorite one. Have you done one with uh, Primal Rage? No. We have an actual rampage. Made one. me think of Primal Rage because it also has yeah, a giant yeah. monkey that farts on people and burps yeah. and burps. <laughs> yeah, um, we've had a few Street Fighter characters, a couple of Mortal Kombat characters, a couple Punch Out. We uh, we've had Glass Joe on. We've had Soda Popinski on. Soda Popinski is one of the funniest episodes we've done as well. It's my friend Dave Rosinski who's a really funny comic. Played him, and it's just <laughs> it gets batshit crazy. Soda Pop was very drunk the whole time, but it's a really really good time. <laughs> Yeah, he was the he was supposed to be drinking vodka in the yeah. Japanese version, right? <laughs> yep, and, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it was it was like vodka drun, drunkinski was his real name, but we had to change it to soda popinski over here. I think, yeah. Sweet dude, well, I'll put all those applicable links in the podcast description. Playbook. Thank you. Is it play? So is it the playable podcast or playable characters podcast? The Twitter is and Instagram is at playable podcast. But the actual name is yeah, playable characters. Characters podcast. podcast. Okay, and we have episode two hundred will be out. It's a big one in February or March around there. We're gonna do something big. Hopefully, we'll see for that one. Can you yeah. give us any hints on what it's gonna be? 
I might I might do like a where are they now type of thing of some of our past favorite guests to see what they're up to. Um, so because of because the 100 was a smash episode, which was a lot of fun. So this one we're gonna see what they're up to now and gonna try to get some old classics and favorites back to do it. Yeah. Sweet dude, I appreciate the time. Yeah. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Playbook Anytime, characters podcast, Playbook podcast, Instagram, Twitter, Playbook characters yeah. podcast. Uh, Mike Mike Guinness, right? Brian McGinnis. Brian, why the fuck, dude? I smoke too much weed. You gotta give me, you gotta give me a little, a little, little leeway. I knew it was Guinness, like the beer. I think it's. I was thinking Mike. I don't know where the fuck I got Mike from. It's all Brian good. McGinnis. Mm-hmm. Also stand up. You can find some of that. I did. I did find yeah. the other, the real Brian McGinnis, not the other guy on your IMDb. You've done some okay, voiceover good. work. Yep. Um, comic voiceover, comedy podcast, and Turtles collections. Yeah, man. You got it, it all, all, baby. All the important stuff. <laughs> yes. I, I think it's all the important Right? There we go. There we go. My it's wife, like not only, so much. but You can only focus on the end of the world in 2020 in politics before you go. You just got to take a break. Seriously. Enjoy some turtles. Enjoy some comedy. Only. Sweet, dude. I will uh, I will make sure, again, I'll put all that stuff in the podcast description. Thanks for listening, and uh, I'll see you guys later. Adios. Thanks, man. Bye.